Welcome to He's Abroad. I'm John here live in Wellington, New Zealand, and I'm joined by Jason, who's with us abroad in New York City. Jason, how's it going over there in New York? It's pretty good. It's nice. Uh, Sunday. It is it's Sunday for you. It's Sunday for me. We're on the same it's, day. It's amazing. Yeah, it's twelve twelve a.m. here. Look at that. Make a wish, or, or is it eleven eleven? <laughs> it's twelve. Is it? I, I don't know. Maybe twelve twelve is like is a is a is a very popular theme with the Gen Z of it's when you make a wish. It's magic. I had um, a surprise surprise. As most as most moch, as most great stories begin, I was at the matcha shop. As one as one does, and do they know uh, like, hey, it's Jason, the matcha guy. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, and uh, and I went in the other day, and one of the guys asked me, "What is my sign?" And he said that they were trying to figure out what my what astrological sign is. sign is. What is your sign? <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. I didn't really get a point as to why, but what you just said reminded me of that conversation and how weird it was. Cause I know because when your birthday is, I just don't know what sign that is. It's either. Yeah, so the, it used to be Aries, but then the I signs changed. Aries is, no, they, they changed. Change? When did they, they change? They like changed like 10 years ago. Yes, they did. When, why did they change? No, they didn't. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes, they did. It's still Aries. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. <laughs> All right. I'm telling you there was a, yeah, like Zodiac sign shift 2021. Um. Yeah. Hmm. They. This happened. Twenty twenty one. They shift. Uh. Let's see here. You said ten years ago. Twenty twenty one was last year. Was like. Three I know, ago. but I'm saying it happened again. I guess it happened again. Look, then shit moves around. Okay. The the universe stuff is always moving. My okay? sign has been the this, same as long as I've been alive. It's not changed at all. That's what you think. And 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 I'm on the cusp. My birthday falls right before another sign would begin. Twenty sixteen. Close to it. The zodiac has changed. Here's your new sign. So it's 2016 okay. is when it changed. So this is um, so this is reading from today, from uh, September 26, 2016. This this news may be especially hard to hear for Libras who crave balance and order, or Leos whose sense of self is strong. Gemini's both sides of you may be rocked. Are you sitting down? Actually, I'm not. I'm standing at my standing desk. Good, because the zodiac has changed. What you believed was your astrological sign may not be your astrological sign. And a bunch of us now have have whack tattoos. Okay, today. You're getting a little cheeky. Just get to the point. <laughs> the dates for the Western for the Western Zodiac calendar have in turn turn has have it turned out shifted with each one starting later, like a lot later. If you are a Capricorn born in early to mid-January, you're now a Sagittarius. Cancer's born in early to mid-July. Stop being such emotional crybabies. You're actually Gemini's. Oh, and there's a new 13th astrological sign now. Ophiuchus? This is made up. You're t- Sounds this is like nonsense. a Matrix there's character we know. 13. But I'm just, there's no, yes, stop there it. Is. Stop it. This article NASA broke the news early this year in a fake. blog post. Explain. Okay, so here are the dates. Here are the dates according to that. Because this would basically turn me from a an Aries to a Pisces. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So there's a thirteenth. Uh, there's a thirteenth sign. No. I mean, th- that, that's that's a lie. That's a lie. That's just not. That's not. Tr- that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man. Uh, here's here's why it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> astrology Wikipedia says there's twelve. And, says there's twelve. Well, Wiki, Wikipedia is full of shit. 
according Damn. because here's the problem you have a you have a woo ideology is it an ideology philosophy something you have some nonsense that's based on tarot cards and then you have wait wait, wait hold, that, hold on hold on i, I think tarot on, cards are based on let me explain this i don't think it's the other way around let me i think okay, the zodiac so, so has have, been around since like Egyptian tarot times, card right? nonsense that's based on stars right yes. but it doesn't account for the fact that stars are based in science and shit moves around well, they're based in, I mean, I guess astrology is a type of science. But it's also based on your own perspective of these stars from Earth. So how conceited do you have to be to assume that the whole universe is put together to form these, these Rorschach tests just to conform to your vision for you on Earth and that they might not shift around a little bit? And now all of a sudden, hey, that thing that you thought you were because you were born on this day of this year that just happened to be things that we assigned as people is now going to determine whether or not you get emotional. I mean, you're you're an Aries, right? Allegedly. Not anymore, apparently. But I was, <laughs> apparently. When you were an Aries. Now, again, if I read yeah. this, I think uh-huh. it, sums, it sums you up, right? Mm-hmm. The first sign of the Zodiac, Aries loves to be number one. Naturally, this dynamic fire sign is no stranger to competition. Bold and ambitious, Aries drives headfirst into even the most challenging situations, and they'll make sure they always come out on top. Is that not you? I mean, you are bold no. and ambitious. Yeah, when have I come out on top? Look Never. at me. I can't. I can't <laughs> reach the top shelf of the cookie jar. Like, come on, dude, so, this is not gonna. <laughs> so, so, so for the Pisces, if you looked up the word yeah. psychic in the dictionary, there would definitely be a picture of Pisces next to it. Pisces is the most intuitive, sensitive, and empathetic sign in the entire zodiac. This is not you, <laughs> and that's because it's the last of the last. As the first sign, Pisces has absorbed every lesson, the joys and the pain, the hopes and the fear learned by all the other signs. It is symbolized by two fish swimming opposite directions, representing the constant division of Pisces' attention between fantasy and reality. That is not. Not you you are an aries sounds like me you, you know you are an aries it sounded like You're me not. at the end there's certain parts <laughs> of it two fish <laughs> two fish swimming in opposite directions that describes my add yeah i got an instagram ad the other day for uh add medic adhd medication no look at that so you, they know you. you think google you think uh, facebook puppies. knows something i don't yeah, yeah they've been like, listening they've been listening to those puppies in your head so look if i read mine have you ever been yeah, so let's busy see. that you wished you could clone yourself just to get everything wait what is done? yours what's yours I'm a Gemini. Yeah, I'm, okay. That's what I'm I right at the end of being a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the Gemini's experience in a nutshell. Spontaneous, playful, adorably erratic. Gemini is driven by its ins- in sorry, by its insatiable curiosity, appropriately symbolized by the celestial twins. This air sign was interested in so many pursuits that it had to doubt itself. And it had to double itself. So there you go. That's me. I am. Is I'm it spontaneous and playful? What was the first sentence again? I am adorably yeah, that part. erratic. <laughs> adorably erratic? Is that true? That's me. Where's Alice? Get Alice on I'm this. Adorable. Can, she, can we? Can we hear? No, that's not. That's not the. You're you're changing the definition there. That's me. But that's the problem. So because I've I have this insatiable curiosity, because I have this information that the stars shifted around, and now I'm allegedly something different, and because this is all <laughs> bullshit. When somebody asks me the question, "What's your sign?" I'm like, well, and then I drop that knowledge bomb on. They may look at me like I'm a fucking psychopath. And it's like, yeah, look, a little bit. I'm not the one who's asking about astrological signs. Okay. So don't look at me like I'm like I'm some sort of lunatic here in this situation. I am more sane 
the person asking me what sign I am is more crazy than me who's saying, well, which which version of the signs are you talking about before or after the person looked up and said, wait a minute, in 2016? Again, am I, I out of line no, here? I see, no, I see no evidence of this 2016 shift. I think that's someone who's looking for an article to write and they just wrote something. They're like, let's just write like Pluto not being a planet. Like, stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Pluto's a planet. It's not. It's too yes, small. It but then you'd have to have like 100 planets because there's a bunch of like little tiny Pluto-like well, planets. Maybe, maybe we need more planets, not less. Look, it's Ophi- Ophiuchus, the 13th constellation of the Zodiac. Okay? It's a thing. And, and where does that fall under? <laughs> what do you mean? Like what is... Like, 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 what like when? Like what time of year is Ophiuchus? Uh yeah, hang on a second. So that was in it's the, a lie. Was in the it's what it is. No, it's no, no, no. You are Ophiuchus reading. Is you are November, reading November twenty, news. November twenty ninth to December seventeenth. You you are reading fake news. It's this. It's the twelve signs of the zodiac of the tropical zodiac represent equally size. It says what in are twenty sixteen? Oh, huh? No, uh, no coincidence there. That twenty sixteen is when this came out, huh? The peak I don't know why news. you said you're talking about, but there is an Ophiuchus astrology sign. Sure, there's a sign in the sky, but it's not a zodiac sign. Where does it say the definitions of what these people are? <laughs> the, what the definitions, like the star definitions of what no, they are? Yeah, like that thing that that nonsense that you're saying about how I'm like, you know, whatever it was. Oh, the the, the sign, the website where I found all of the definitions. Yeah. Of what you are. I think it's from Allure.com, if I had to guess. Yes, it's from Allure.com. I'm going to send it to you. Let's see. So there's lots of, there's lots of uh, examples of... See, here we go. What, what, fates, what traits do uh, Ophiuchus have? Those with Ophiuchus as their star sign are said to have a mixture of fake. traits from Scorpio and Sagittarius. It's just lies. Well, they're just it's making just, they, shit they, up. They just, that's, that's my point. It's just, it still falls. It's like, well, yeah, it falls in between these two. So let's just merge them together. Look, let's forget about the whole date thing. Let's just be mm-hmm. real. What is your, how much do you subscribe to astrology? Not a lot. No? Okay. Um, I hate to admit this, but uh, I'm kind of a space hater. <laughs> astrology, okay, hang on a second. Let's not conflate <laughs> astrology I don't, no, let, let me and take astronomy. That I, I don't, they are I don't two hate very space. different things. I yes. know you, you, yeah, I'm just trying to say, we've got to delineate here. Between those two things, space is fine. I just think we're. I just think in general, right? Like, there's some very interesting things in space, but mm-hmm. I think we should oh, also really? pay attention to what's happening here, right? Yeah, works both ways. It. So, if anything, I just hate how much people pretend that space is so much more interesting than the actual planet that you live on, which is part of space, right? True, but there's some cool stuff in space. Plus, absolutely, absolutely, there's some awesome stuff in space. Plus, advancements in space science. Also, advanced That's why we have science Velcro. here. Exactly. Thank God. Yeah. Right? Tang. That's why we got Tang, right? Tang and Velcro, all because of space. That shitty uh, ice cream? Freeze-dried ice cream? No, Tang is, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Neapolitan freeze-dried ice cream, right? things. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. It's um, really bad. You'd get that in museums and be like, oh, space ice cream. And then you try it be like, this sucks. Yeah, it's bad. Um, they it's also... Yeah, they also uh, invented the infrared thermometer, which is cool. Mm. Yeah, there you there's go. a website See? from NASA that goes, oh, NASA, you made a flip book. Oh, you suck. Like, oh, it's a giant JPEG that I have to zoom into. 
that's like, what? You know, this is from the Jet Propulsion lab- Laboratory of what laboratory? are the 20 things? <laughs> laboratory. Okay. 20 things we wouldn't sense. have without space camp, um, uh, without space travel. Camera phones is on this list. Because yeah. the Jet Propulsion Laboratory worked on creating cameras small enough to fit into spacecraft. Scratch-resistant lenses. You can thank them for that, right? You're a glasses wearer. Not anymore. I got uh, laser scans. eyes. Yeah, CAT scans. Mm-hmm. LEDs. Oh, God. Landmine removal. Oh, Ath- that's cool. Athletic shoes. Really? That seems yeah. like a Nike lie. air trainers wouldn't exist if it weren't for the suit construction technology developed by NASA. It was a former NASA engineer that first pitched the idea. This is from wow. NASA's website as well. Foil blankets. Water purification systems. Foil blankets, like the kind they put on people after they've been through trauma? Yes. Okay. The dust buster? That, I believe that. Um, I think thermometer technology in general. This one has ear thermometers. Home insulation is thanks to NASA. So otherwise you'd be living in a non-insulated home. Mm-hmm. The Jaws of Life was created to separate vehicles from the, from the space shuttle. So the Jaws of Life applies a miniature version of an explosive charge used to separate devices on the space shuttle. Very cool. Wireless headsets. I'm wearing wireless headsets right now. NASA, being the front runners of advanced communication technology, developed these headsets to allow astronauts to have hands free without wires. Just saying. Memory like, foam. Yep. Memory foam. Freeze dried food, we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Gross. The adjustable smoke detector. Hmm. Baby formula? Really? NASA came up with baby formula. Why? Like, are there babies in space? Yeah, that seems unnecessary. Well, there was a space baby. Like that was like the end of. Who was the space baby? Was I don't know. It was like in a. Wasn't that the who end? Who put a baby of, in space? Uh, <laughs> no, it was like. Hang on, I gotta look this up. It's probably something. Yeah, who put a baby in space? Stupid. I think you just made something else. Up. Hang on. <laughs> Sorry, that was an incomplete thought. No, it was the end of uh, the Star Child at the end of uh, two thousand one. That was it. Yeah, mm-hmm. space baby. The first child to be born in space within fifteen years. The quest for the first space baby. So there's going to be someone up there who's going to try and be nine months pregnant and have a baby in space. Yep. I mean, it would be easier to clean up the the aftermath, right? We'll just float. Yeah, man. The Star Child from uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Space baby. Oh, interesting. There's lots of things about babies born in space. Mm. Wow, the things, the things people ask on the internet. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Know. Oh, my God. The... Um... Just the, uh, I mean, Reddit alone is a is a trove of Useless ridiculous questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no stupid questions is really a great subreddit. Um, let's see here. I'll just give you an example from reading this in real time. The top voted ones are usually pretty wild. Um, here we go. Does anyone else have an irrational disgust of septum piercings? Hmm. The, the answer is yes. Removed. Loaded question. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's someone who's very sensitive to their septum piercing, right? Yeah. Why did old school pirate treasure chests have a curved lid? Like, these are the questions. <laughs> Why doesn't dog poop turn white anymore? I can't remember the last time I saw white dog poop, but I definitely remember seeing them everywhere back in the day. Wow. And then, uh, oh, here we go. Somebody, somebody actually answered at the top. Food used to have food used to have bone meal as filler. It doesn't anymore. Huh? 
Interesting, because now we'd have wheat and sugar as filler, right? Easier. Yeah, probably it's probably corn. Honestly, now this one, now this mostly. one is an interesting one because I would say there's a there's me from 20 years ago that would like to ask this question: Is there any meaning to making your bed aside from aesthetic purposes? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great question, and I'm looking at my unmade bed and gonna say no. <laughs> there's not. <laughs> it's a, or I could say yeah, there's not. It's just like a thing that you do, but at the end of the day, you're just gonna fucking jump in it anyway. Like, even if you're going to make your bet, right, realistically, like, okay, I want to, you ever, you ever go to a hotel and get turned down service? Yes, of course. It's one of my favorite things to put a mitt on your pillow. It's a classic. That's not even, but the purpose of turned down service is to kind of give you a means to get into your bed after yeah, it's made. Yeah, so yeah. in theory, if we really wanted to make a bed with utility, you would make a bed in the turned down position. Like, why don't we make beds like that? What with like a corner of the a corner of the bed already peeled down, so it's not tucked into the sheet? Yeah. Why do we have I mean, to like? Why do we have to tip somebody to do that? <laughs> That's the only time versus you done. doing it yourself. But don't they also take like some of the more decorative stuff off the top of the bed and like fold it up? Right? I don't know. Like there's Maybe. normally like lots of pillows and there's lots of stuff that's there. So yeah. So why basically but but I but the point remains, why don't we make a bed in the optimal way it would take to get back in it? I mean, I'm surprised that we haven't made a bed that that makes itself. Right? We I mean, got look, vacuum I have, cleaners. I've, we got vacuum cleaners that, you know, vacuum clean on their own. Why can't you make a bed like some sheets that like after a while magnetically start to pull themselves back to their home location? Right? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. It would be cool. I like it. Especially Unless when it just it, does, and then like, it's a way for you to die, for, for the bed to suffocate you, <laughs> so that <laughs> like you can't and, uh, get out. Like the fifth element, I think something like that happens in the fifth yeah, element. Yeah, like sucks you back in, and it's like it. But I can tell you, know, you that it just crushes you. Yeah, I'm a man of privilege. I have a cleaning lady, right? Humble brag. Oh, she did. So absolutely, she changes. She changes the sheets, and she makes my bed. That's the only time every two weeks my bed gets made once every two weeks. Okay, and what's the first thing? <laughs> Yeah, I'll admit it. And the first thing I, I live alone, deal with it. So the uh, the first thing I do when I come back after the cleaning lady's been here, what do I see? It's like the sheet over the comforter over the pillows. And once I see it, it's like I can't have it. I just immediately just pull the sheets down wow. under the pillow <laughs> so that I can so that I can like more easily get in bed when it comes time to do it. Like when I'm tired, I'm going in the more time. Cause this is what happens. The more time, once you're tired and you're ready to go to sleep, the more time you have between saying, be happy time between having the thought of I'm going to sleep and actually going to sleep is just going to lead to shittier sleep. The more that time increases. So I need the least amount of time between getting it. Wow. You're trying to thought, keep going to sleep, efficient. getting in. Yeah, exactly. This is an efficiency thing. Which uh, which astrological sign is that about? Is that an Aries? <laughs> I mean, kind of. It kind of seems like it. Like it seems like Aries are just psychopaths. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's the astrological sign that's most likely to ask somebody what their astrological sign is? I don't know. It's got to be one of the. I sent you the. I sent you the link of all of them. You're gonna read through it in your own time. <laughs> See if you can. Find uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm never gonna read that list. Um. Anyway, so, so hey, look, r real quick before we get to the stories, because on Wikipedia, they, they hinted that there were elaborate turndown services, right? So I've got the top eight turndown okay, like services this. in the hospitality industry, right? Okay. This is number one out of eight. I don't know if they're in order, but we're going to say number one, the Park Hyatt Beaver Creek Resort and Spa, a turndown exclusive 
a turn down exclusively for the little ones. Uh, the Park Hyatt Beaver Creek Resort and Spa delights families with an in-room campsite. The experience includes a what? personal and popped-up tent outfitted with a sleeping bag and a faux fire pit. The hotel chef will even prepare oh. a little one special s'mores kit to feast upon around the fire. Luxury kids' pajamas are included so that the children are smartly tucked into their sleeping bags. Number okay. two. The, That's cool. The Anantarta Phuket Leon Resort and Spa. At this Thai resort on Phuket's western coast, guests can laze the days away at the beach. They return to a, to a dreamiest sleep. The slumber guru service is a calming ritual that begins with a candlelight milk bath. One where, where one can sip herbal tea and Italian hot chocolate in the tub. Post-soak, there's a soothing massage of la- lavender or lang-lang essential oil. Sleep awaits on a bed dressed in the guest's personal pillow selection, misted with a relaxing spray, and paired with lavender silk eye mask and earplugs. Number three, the Paradise Beach Resort. Uh, let's see if I can speed this up a little bit. Private Leaves guests overflowing basket of plucked fresh from the property mangoes as a turndown gift. And if one has a hankering for a nightcap, a handful of said turned down mangoes can be marched directly to around the clock concierge and magically concocted <laughs> into a fresh cocktail. I just so imagine them putting a uh, like a slice of mango on your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> it just leaves a stain. Just like a slimy, uh, ripe mango. Now, it would be delicious, but that would be a sticky situation. Best turned down service I got yeah. was one yeah. I didn't ask for when I was flying ANA first class. And I was like, I laid my bed flat. I laid the seat flat. And I was like, I'm just going to close my eyes for a second. Wasn't really expecting anything. Went up to go to the bathroom, came back. Bed was made. Turned down service. It was wild. Nice. <laughs> I was on a plane. <laughs> That's crazy. Nice. Yeah. So the Spectator Hotel, an Art Deco treasure of a hotel in Charleston, South Carolina's historic downtown, is made for the evenings. Each guest of the Ultra Smart Spec- Spectator Hotel is appointed a personal butler who during turn down will shine one shoe spotlessly clean and deliver them promptly the next morning. Possibly even oh. better is a mini cordial served in an edible chocolate cup, each hand batched Ooh. by the hotel's own car- cocktail artisan. Flavors that might I include like. a sophisticated take on the mudslide or a tiramisu. You're a tiramisu fan. Uh, you know, it's funny. Tiramisu came up uh, earlier today when I was explaining why I don't like coffee. But as far as I'll go with coffee is tiramisu. All right. Mm-hmm. Number five, Twin Farm, situated 300 acres of uh, somewhere in Vermont, in Vermont, Twin Farms is an epitome of laid-back luxury. Come evening, guests are treated to a miniature stave puzzle, which is more like a work of art. Each wooden jigsaw puzzle, customly made for the ho- for the hotel that changes seasonally, is designed with smart silhouettes to a delight and confuse to delight and confuse the engineer. In addition to turn down, puzzles are placed throughout the property. That's fun. It's weird. Number six. Okay. This list kind of sucks. There's nothing really that crazy. Yeah, uh, serving as the I mean, old, it was all yeah. downhill from the tent. I mean, you, you got a yeah. turn down service where they're putting a teepee in your house, in your yeah. in your uh, hotel room. That's awesome. So and then everything in, else is just like, here's a mango. Yeah. In, in <laughs> Minneapolis, they give you a bottle of vodka and they make drinks out of it. This website's and, cool. And in uh, Rosewood, Mayacoba, at the Rosewood Mayacoba, which is by the Mayan Riviera in Mexico, guests are treated to a nightly turn down ser- service of colorful. Oh, I cannot pronounce this. Alabrijes. Alabrijes. Alabrijes? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I'm say it 20 times wrong. Uh, the small carvings of fantastical animals are created by Don No. Don No. It's like okay. Don Lemon, like the Mexican version of Don Lemon, Don No. 
an artisan Wait, that specializes <laughs> in crafting Mexican folk art sculptures. It wouldn't be it would it wouldn't be like a Mexican fruit or something that's like lemon adjacent. No, it's like like a, what's a Mexican just, citrus? Just a little yeah, I don't know, just a little sculpture. A Mexican citrus I thought would have been like an orange. <laughs> right? Uh key lime apparently is a Mexican oh, lime. Okay. Don Makes lime. Sense. Don lime would be the the, would yeah, be the Mexican <laughs> Don Lemon. <laughs> Don Don Lime is a versus Don, Don Key Lime versus Don yeah, Lemon. Yeah, Don Key Lime. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All righty. You know what? And I'm going to start reading this list because it wasn't nearly as good as I thought it was going to be. Let's get to the news stories. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So I got three stories. Um, and you can choose the order. And here we go. So we got two of them you know, one you don't. Yep. So we Let's got go one this. I don't uh, last. Yeah, that's a good call. Okay. Because I think you'll like And it. let's go with the one that I sent you in the middle. And let's go with the first one first. Oh, we're going to start strong. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. They so, really, and this is also yeah. because it's after midnight. Hide your kids. After hide your midnight. Wife. Right? Yeah, seriously. I think some of these stories are, uh, are a little slow. It's going to get racy. It's going to get, it's gonna get a, racy. We're on a streak with you finding inappropriate stories. Well, last, last, last week I didn't find any. Last week I didn't find any stories. So this is um, thanks, New York Post. Reading from New York Post. We got like a New York Post. Um, we got like a Japanese sandwich with New York's with uh, New York Post bread, or it's a Washington Post. It doesn't matter. There we go. Reading from New York Post. <laughs> I'm a proud mistress. Here are the four lies cheating men tell you. So listen up, ladies. Yep. This self-confessed mistress is revealing the four distinct lies that men tell their wives when they're cheating. Amy Cups, 32, only sleeps with married men, and, and that's quote, not a real name. Care. Right? Can't be. That can't be a real name. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. But anyway, 32 only sleeps with married men and doesn't care that she's a homewrecker. Oh. Quote, cheaters are a thrill in bed, mainly because they haven't been pleased in years. So they're willing to do whatever it takes to get me excited. And quote, oh, the brazen, the brazen brunette told jam press quote. I tend to go for men in their late 30s or 40s as they are much more romantic, financially stable, and experienced in bed, and quote, she obnoxiously added. <laughs> oh, the this, New York Post. This is a hit piece, man. Like, between this and the pictures they accommodate, like, describe the pictures, John. Uh, it's a lot. It makes me It makes me happy I'm not at work. Because I, would, I well, would say that these are inappropriate for you to look at I would, in an office. Yeah, I would hope you're not looking at these <laughs> <laughs> that would be a problem. Uh, but yeah, what do you mean obnoxiously added? Just telling it as it is, you know? Yeah, just I'm surprised these are mind. in the New York Post because it's just showing a lot of skin for a New York Post. But it's the New York Post. They don't care, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't care. It's, it makes perfect sense that it's in the New York Post. Much more romantic, financially stable, the shore, and experienced mm-hmm. in bed. Sure, yeah. That makes, I mean, sense. makes sense. Yeah, it makes Time-wise. sense. Yeah. yeah. More romantic, though. That's the interesting one that stood out in that trio of adjectives. Here we go. Although Cups has no regrets about being a mistress, she is now sharing what straying spouses say to their wives as an act of public service. The North Carolina native explained that the that the first lie a cheater will tell their partner is that they're, quote, meeting up with a friend for a quick drink, end quote. Mm. Quote, they'll tell their wives not to wait up all night waiting for them, end quote mistress declared this next picture below that is nuts like you didn't you didn't yes. put that picture in there you yeah, didn't yeah. Put that's, most that's of these a, pictures there i was about to say this is a picture that i would not expect in a newspaper it's inappropriate yeah. according according to cups 
The second lie revolves around absences that account for longer periods of time. Quote, he'll likely say, I have meetings and I'm traveling all week for work. End quote, she declared. <laughs> I, the, I, I, love, I love this. These additional adjectives put in yeah. are great. Yeah, she declared. The unapologetic home wrecker told Jam Press that many gullible wives believe their husbands are away on business when they're actually shacked up at a nearby motel with another woman. Motel. Yeah, I Hotel guess. Holiday be, Inn. Be any of those, yeah. Thirdly, Cups claims a cheater will tell his wife not to call his work phone as their, quote, boss will get upset if they take personal calls, end quote. It sounds very specific to like a region of the world. Like yeah. New York, right? It's No, not like, if there's a motel involved. I mean, but that's the, the hell thing, is there a motel? Right? Like, well, in, not in the I'm city, I'm traveling for work. I mean, that's the point, right? You're going out to somewhere like Westchester, right? There's got to be motels in Westchester. <laughs> Yeah, they got this picture of her like in her uh, in her underwear, and it says underneath, "The brazen brunette is a proud mistress, and she doesn't care who knows it." <laughs> I guess maybe except oh, for, the New York Post. I, I know someone who does it, who she cares would know the wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The mistress Somebody says can. women should women should be especially wary if their husband keeps their work phone locked away in a private place. Finally. The fourth lie a cheater will tell is, quote, I've got a new credit card, but it's just for work. So don't worry about it. That is actually probably (laughs) a pretty good one. That's uh, I'd say of all of these that are like, duh, this one is like, yeah, you know, that's actually probably pretty good advice that some shit's going down. Yeah, you should you should keep your credit card somewhere else because it's going to look real, real suspect when you start seeing expensive restaurants on a credit card. You're like, wait a minute. We didn't go there. Where else? is Yeah, well, you'd get a second. You get another card. But also, why would you declare that you have a new card? And it's just for work. Oh, I guess. Well, I guess I guess if it's in your wallet finances, you're like, like yeah, you're you're going out to dinner. And and he's like, what card is that? I've never seen that credit card before. You're like, oh, that's just a work card. It would show your company on it. You have to see the company name on it. Maybe, not a good who, lie. Who, who looks that detail? No, these are all bad lies. You shouldn't be cheating on mm-hmm. your spouse. But, you know. That's good. Yeah, that's true. Cups yeah. claims that the card is likely being used to pay for a mistress's expenses. The brunette says cheaters spend more on their mistresses than they do on their spouses. Oh, that's the one Cups that shockingly the told Jam Press that her, married, that her married paramours have even gifted her with hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. Have you read this or no? No. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm reading so this they, along, no, no, along no. the lines with you. Oh, you're damn it. I was just gonna ask you how much dollar wise. No, we no, got no, here. I've not seen the amount. I'm reading with you. I'm I'm at the picture of her in this red dress. Okay, don't scroll she, down further. Yes. Okay. okay, I will. I prefer cash over quote, I prefer cash over expensive gifts, she proudly declared. You already used that one, New York Post. Quote, my lovers have pretty much brought the have pretty much bought the how expensive house. That I'm building for myself. How expensive is this house that she's is building she in, with her is she lovers? In Carolina, money? like where is she at? Does she it doesn't say? say. I'm, no, I'm gonna assume she's so. in Carolina. Right? I'm gonna assume she's in like Charlotte, North Carolina. Right? There's got to be some. There's some banks, right? That's where. Yeah, Bank of I'd say for is. the yeah yeah for this right? for this number she gave. Yeah, I'd say it's about that. That sounds fair. Yeah. So if she's and she's building this house, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'd say, you know, building a pretty modest house for a mistress. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say three hundred, three hundred thousand dollars collectively. They've given her for a house. Five hundred thousand dollars. Wow, half a million. Yeah. Good for her. 
You know, good for her. And you know what? Yeah. She can walk away from it because she's just a side piece. She's just a mistress. Yeah. Quote. Good for her. I take their money to pay my bills and pamper myself and can get upwards of how much in gifts every month. The Oh, here we go. They have a new one. The busty brunette further proclaimed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you didn't need to put that in. We saw all the pictures. Like we yeah. we know. Well, I mean, we if she's it. messing with rich guys, right? Like what's a what's a fifteen thousand dollar, you know, piece of jewelry or a ten thousand dollar trip or you know, a five thousand dollar handbag. Like I'm thinking of those types of luxury items, right? Well that she's saying guy, I think she's accumulating how much Oh, okay, got it. So you're, you're adding it. Right, right. Because okay, they're giving her cash, yeah. but then they're also giving her gifts. Like, hey, yeah, look, I bought this stuff. diamond mm-hmm. bracelet for you, right? And a lot of mm-hmm. this, I'm assuming, is a bit of hush money, right? It's a bit of money. of like, I'm going to keep giving you stuff so that way, you know, you don't ruin my life. Mm-hmm. But, man, it seems like a lot of money. I'm pretty stingy. <laughs> yeah. You know what you could buy for 10 grand? A lot. You get a lot. Yeah, you get a lot of stuff. A lot. So go anywhere you want, yeah. So how Man, much? I mean, how I, much do you think I'd want to go somewhere just to be. <laughs> I don't want to go somewhere just to be left alone. <laughs> like I don't want to talk to anybody else. Spend ten thousand dollars on myself. Man, so um, what do you think? That is fifteen fifteen thousand dollars worth of gifts. Five zero fifty thousand wow. dollars in gifts gift are you every getting? month. I guess every month. I mean, how many does she have? Right? Does she have a stable? Is she like reversing the pimping? Is oh, she? For sure. You know, she she's got how many, how many, is she a mistress too? Is well, she a mistress to here's, one, Here's the five, thing, she ten. got some ads. So this is how the article ends. Well, there's mm-hmm. two sentences left in the article. Cups hit headlines last year after she resigned from her middle school teaching uh, job after her OnlyFans account was uncovered by school officials. Quote, uh, she was I loved teacher. that I... I love that I had this side to me that no one at school knew about, end quote, Cups said at the time. Quote, I felt like a naughty superhero, teacher by day, temptress by night, end quote. Like what I did there? You like the extra inflection at the end? Wow. I, I, mm-hmm. I clicked on the article now of where she, uh, where she uh, quit her teaching job. I'm just going to read a portion of this. Her decision to join OnlyFans in 2019 seemed like a golden opportunity to garner more attention while monetizing her good looks and hourglass figure enhanced by a breast enlargement. Over the last mm. two years, she has raked in more than 150K. It was liberating to find to find men found me this attractive, said the teacher turned model. I quickly got the hang of it, and it was so lovely having my husband supporting me. I really thought I was going well, and we were a team. Hmm. At first, she found that the venture transformed the couple's love life. It would put them in a sexy mood when she, when she posed pr- provocatively as Theodore. Her husband's name was Theodore. Took the photographs and suggested new content. Poor Theodore didn't stand a chance. But the added excitement in the bedroom was short-lived once the green-eyed monster emerged that, of course, is jealousy or envy. Dun-dun-dun! They started arguing, and Theodore admitted to having an affair with a woman he met at a nightclub. The situation got so strange that the duel split and formally ended their union last December. Despite becoming a victim of her ex's vengeful exposure, Cups has bounced back. And her and said her OnlyFans page was going from strength to strength. As for teaching, she is still considering going back to the profession, but a different school. She is also relieved that Theodore appears to have buried the hatchet and is not planning further spiteful deeds following his Mia culpa. So yeah, so I guess uh, I guess she didn't go back to teaching. (laughs) 
No, she doesn't have to. She's pulling in 50 right? grand a month. So, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, did you see this text exchange? Uh, I did. I, I didn't read it because I was reading the rest of the article, but it's very interesting. Um, I'm yeah, assuming this is from, this is from, her, from husband. her Yeah. Her ex-husband. ex-husband. Theodore. Old Teddy. Yeah. Just so you know, I was a little tipsy yesterday golfing and I showed so-and-so your little secret, you spoiled brat. What? Angry emoji. What do you mean you told so-and-so my dirty little secret? Amy, you got what you deserve. Best of luck with your teaching career. Crying, laughing emoji. That's fucked up. Wow. That's from her own husband. Ex-husband. Ex-husband. Wow. Her ex-husband has shown some remorse and said that part of him regrets the betrayal due to the embarrassment he caused. Look, man, honestly, you propelled her career. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's crazy that. Man, it's crazy that she was born in 93. I'm on her Instagram. She's got 84,000 followers. She's still out here. Wait, it's she can't clear. be. No, no. Wait, she's 32. How was she born in 93? She's 33. On her thing, she says, former teacher, internet model, 33 years young, dog lover, beach, adult stories are some of my Yeah, hobbies. so she was born in 89. So why does it say 93? <laughs> it's because it's wrong. Someone okay. can't math. Um, are you reason for the New York Post? It's very clear. That, <laughs> That's um, why. <laughs> it's very clear that most of her pictures are towards her purchase, her purchase of her larger chest. So good for her. It's money well spent, right? Seems to be. Yeah, a, you know, a, I got beef with this investment. I got beef with this article now because he basically reused all the pictures from the last one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go to her Instagram, it's just more. It's just these pictures. I mean, it's very clear that she just paid for her breast enlargement, and there she goes. She had eighty-four thousand followers. Yeah, she's doing all right. Yeah, good, good for, her. for her. You know what? If she's making money, good for her. Yeah, look, I shame on you, New York Post. All right, because you keep talking shit about this uh, about this woman, but you know what? She's just working. Pretty just much job. There are more evil jobs in this world. Like, where's your expose on the on fucking people tanking the tanking the economy or something? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or people, you know, who uh, who are dealing in goods that are going to destroy uh, destroy the earth, right? Is she going to yeah, destroy exactly. the earth? Exactly. No. Doesn't look like it. Yeah. Where's yeah? Right about global warming and how like a bunch of corporations are using excessive amounts of yeah. uh, you know excessive amount of fossil fuels and energy and you know filling up the ocean with plastics that are never going to deteriorate. All right. Get off this woman's back, New York Post. Yeah, she's just trying to earn yeah. a living. Let she's it, a humble, working, <laughs> working lady, <laughs> right? <laughs> Although my favorite comment on the conversation part—you should never read the comments of an article—but the very first one when you scroll down on this on this article is, "I'm sure the IRS will love to see all those cash gifts were declared on our taxes." There's always that guy. <laughs> yeah, there's always I tax guy. I didn't realize uh, New York Post had comments. Yeah, did you report those gains to the to the gross. IRS? That can, can we say can we say use goods? Funny, oh. but gross. Gross. Awful. Rude. This woman is working hard. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh yeah, good for her. You know what? I just hope you're investing some of it. You're not blowing yeah, so it all. Because look, yeah. you know, you can you know you're, you're not gonna be able to do good. this forever. Right, right. You can't you gotta, do that forever. You gotta use yeah. your you're a little bit like uh LeBron James, right? Like you're you're still great in your thirties, but at some point you can't play basketball in your fifties. <laughs> so this is what's my right. What what a shallow life. She surrounds herself with liars and cheats who pay her. What in the world is she going to do in a few years when the Botox wears off? 
Poor thing. Weird way to end that. Wow, poor thing. I mean, I guess it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I feel sorry for you as I trash your livelihood yeah. and don't do or any sort like of a, uplifting. Is that meant to say in the spirit of like, bless her heart? <laughs> kind of, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Well, that's fun. All right. Speaking of working, let's move on to this other story here. Let's, we t- we moved to Japan, the world of Japan. Reading from... The Washington Post. I'll read this version. Why not? Take a sip of water. I ate a lot of barbecue before this, so I'm quite parched. <laughs> mm. All right. A lot of a lot of salt on them on them smoked meats. <laughs> ah, but delicious. I mean, are, how are you going to go to sleep after eating all that? Like, do you not have nightmares? Like, like meat nightmares? It's like four hours ago. Five hours ago? Four hours ago? Four. Let's say four hours ago. I'll be fine. Be all right. Maybe I'll take uh, one of these equals. They're delicious because they're gummies. Anyway, reading from the Washington Post. Rent a stranger. This Japanese man makes a living showing up and doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is my favorite article I've read in years. Yeah. Tokyo. Before moving out of Tokyo for her new job, Akari Shirai wanted to eat at the favorite restaurant she used to visit with her then husband. There was one issue. She didn't want to be flooded with thoughts about her divorce by going alone, but she didn't feel like inviting a friend and explaining the situation either. So she read the Japan's do nothing guy. <laughs> That's great. It's great. That's the most Japanese thing I've ever read. <laughs> Their near silent lunch lasted about 45 minutes. Shirai ordered her favorite dish and intermittently asked questions. She shared memories of her marriage and showed him a photo from the wedding. He nodded and gave curt answers, sometimes sometimes a dry laugh. He never initiated conversation. It was exactly what Shirai wanted. Quote, I feel like I was with someone, but at the same time felt like I wasn't, since he existed in a way where I didn't have to be attentive of his needs or think about them. End quote, said Shirai, 27. Quote, I felt no awkwardness or pressure to speak. It may have been the first time I, I've eaten in complete silence. End quote. <laughs> <laughs> For years, there's been a cottage industry in Japan and South Korea of renting strangers to impersonate friends, family members, or other acquaintances as a way to save face at social functions where plus ones are expected. But over the past four years, Shoji Morimoto, 38, had built a cult following by offering himself as a warm body who can simply be there, liberating his clients from the social expectations of the spoken and unspoken norms of Japanese society. This is right. this is the most Japanese things I've ever read. I read yeah, four for on sure. the sentence, so read it. <laughs> Mo- Morimoto, nicknamed Rental-san, incorporating an honorific, has inspired a television series and three books, and has drawn international attention through his viral social media posts. <laughs> gonna, gonna pause on that for a second? <laughs> no, I want to keep reading, because okay. what's All after right. this is even more amazing. Here we go. Morimoto's gigs have run the gamut. He's he waited at a finish line of a marathon for a client who wanted to see a familiar face at the end of a race. Someone hired him to sit with them while they finished their thesis because they might slack off working alone. He listens to healthcare workers describe the mental health toll of the pandemic. He charges 10,000 yen, about $85 per session, and is most frequently hired to accompany people who are at a turning point in life who want to rewrite traumatic memories or experience a vulnerable moment they feel uncomfortable sharing with friends or family. He'll just be there with no judgment and away from your personal space. 
One woman hired him to accompany her as she filed her divorce papers. He once sat with the client for her hemorrhoid surgery consultation with plenty of graphic photos. Someone hired him for a dramatic farewell as they boarded a bullet train to move from Tokyo to Osaka. He showed up and waved goodbye. (laughs) I love this guy. This guy is my favorite. Morimoto often finds that his clients don't want to burden people they care about with their needs. Quote, I think when people are feeling vulnerable or in their intimate moments, they become more sensitive towards people that are close to them, like how they will be perceived or the kind of actions they will take for them. End quote, he said, quote, so I think they want to just reach out to a stranger without any strings attached, end quote. Unlike for others in the rental cottage industry, the expectations for Morimoto are are minimal. Still, he provides emotional support that many people crave, but may have trouble finding, especially during a pandemic that has exacerbated feelings of isolation, said Yasushi Fuji, a psychology professor at Meisei University in Tokyo. Quote, interacting with friends and other people, there are always unknown factors that can come into play. But meeting with rental son, it's very easy to know what to expect and to be in full control of the situation, end quote, Fuji said. A handful of other rental people have similar shticks, like a guy who gets hired to be treated to meals and a self-professed ugly guy who claims to boost others' self-esteem. But Morimoto has cornered his niche market of doing nothing for cash, <laughs> and many people now hire him for the novelty. Morimoto, who grew up in... Well, I, let me just respond to that or should i just keep on going and finish this no i mean i can respond to this of this guy he deserves a round of applause right we talked we just talked of a woman who makes cash one way that someone consider the the most conventional as far as it's the oldest profession in the world but you know selling selling your body and your looks for for money fair enough right um you've got every right to do that this guy is it's this is like the man's version of doing that right he's just there yeah. Right. And he's like, I'm not here to intrude. I'm not here to cast judgment. I'm here just to be here. You pay me. I'll show up. I'll look where you want me to look. I'll help with the things you want me to help. And then I'll go on about my business. This guy is my hero. Because <laughs> okay. his job yeah, seems I... amazing. He he cornered a market making $85 an hour by doing nothing, by just being there. But just showing Yeah, me. this is it is worth continuing. Morimoto who grew up in Kansai, a a southern region of Japan, stumbled into the role after being told in previous jobs that he wasn't doing enough and didn't have (laughs) enough initiative to succeed. He has now now fulfilled roughly 4,000 inquiries and has one to two clients a day, down from three to four before the pandemic. Between his gigs and royalties, he says he makes enough to do his part in maintaining a dual-income household and raising a son. He's a father. See, he's doing something. Yeah. Good on this guy. Quote, I was often told that I wasn't doing enough or that I wasn't doing anything. So this became a complex for me. I decided to take advantage of this and make it into a business. And God quote, bless him. Said, bless him. Bless him. Yeah. The lifestyle, works, the lifestyle works well for Morimoto, who is not that talkative or expressive even when he's not working. He wears a signature blue hat and hoodie and a blank stare so that clients can easily recognize him, but dresses up when the situation requires him to be formal. Morimoto hesitates to make too many assumptions about why his business model has gained viral fame. Here's the key. He's, here's the key. What's coming is here's the key of why this guy is successful. Yeah. He said, oh, got it. Yeah. He said he has learned not to judge others and to have empathy for people who may be going through deep personal challenges but aren't showing it. Quote, 
Even if people look normal and fine on the surface, they often have shocking pasts or secrets or impossible problems. People who come to me with crazy problems, they're usually not people who look like they're suffering. Everyone, even the ones, even the ones that seem well, all have their own set of problems and secrets. End quote. It's profound, man. Morimoto. It is profound. I think this guy has found. I think he's found something. I think he's landed on something that is missing of people in your life who are just there, right? They they don't cast judgment if, you know, you're going into hemorrhoid surgery and they're showing pictures of of all these lumps and bumps. And he's just like, yeah, I'm here for you. Yeah, I think you should get it done, right? Like just being supportive. And that goes a long way. And this guy, I'm watching, I'm watching images of this guy now. I'm watching the CBS Saturday mornings video. And he just seems like a regular guy with a blue hat and a hoodie. And he's yeah, just walking with this woman. He's hilarious. sitting here having lunch. He's having lunch with her, right? He's eating desserts with her. And this woman whose first is, whose face is blurred out, she seems to be enjoying it. He's just enjoying a coffee. They're just sitting there hanging out. And he seems like he's happy. And he seems like a guy that would be told, like, you're not doing enough. And he's got all these. He's even in manga, right? Or manga, depending on how you pronounce it. He's in, like, he's just kind of hanging out. And I love this guy. And if we go back to Japan, I want to hire him. Okay. Yeah. I want to hang out with him, right? Yeah, We're going to hang out with gonna... him. He he's not going to engage, though. That's true. No, you that's just right. need to give him eighty-five bucks. Engage. And he hangs out. Okay. Yeah, I just want. I just want him to hang out. Just he, look. He's sitting here, cheers and drinks with the grandma. Right. He can mm-hmm. just hang out with us and listen and listen to our stories. Right. That's gonna yeah. be fun. Yeah. This guy's guess. great. I mean, look. If there is a if there is a, a life lesson here, you should find something in life that makes you happy. And sometimes doing nothing is okay to make you happy. <laughs> that's all you need, right? You just need that. That person, like anybody, to just hang around. Yeah, he says he says he'll reply but to chit chat. That does it. also that does also explain a big difference between you know, different people who need to have. I thought the most interesting line in this was when they said they hired this guy to like the person who said they they hired him to wave goodbye to them while they left. Yeah, so that they wouldn't have to burden their friends with that. It's like there, there's there's some there's a lot of layers. To something like that there's a lot because of layers it, to something like that because sure. it makes me concerned one that did you tell your friends you were leaving and if you did tell your friends does that mean your friends didn't show up when you wanted to leave or you were worried that your friends weren't going to show up that they were going to leave or did you explicitly tell them not to show up and if you did that you wouldn't have had to that's not a burden if they wanted to show up as you were leaving like this sounds like some people who are just they got, like he said, they got a lot of personal issues. Like the people hiring this guy are not really like he's, he, you know, he's not judging them. No, but these, these people probably, you know, he, he should probably refer a lot of these people to therapy after. Sure. <laughs> but I mean, to be stuff. honest with you, sometimes the best therapy is just having another human being who can sit there and listen. Right. I would say a big, a big problem with yeah, mostly everybody, including me and you is that we're terrible listeners. Right. I think people in general, we're so wrapped up in our own stuff that we tend to be pretty bad listeners. And this guy's job is just to listen. And sometimes you don't need a reply, right? I, I would say women probably deal with this more than men, where women will tell, you know, they want to explain an experience or something that happens. And I would say most men's intuition is to try and fix the problem. And sometimes you just want someone to listen to you. Sometimes you just want to get it out and just have someone sit there and just go, yeah, I, I, I hear you. I understand. I'm listening. And this guy seems to have capitalized on something that's missing, which is just being able to sit there and shut up and eat your 
co- drink your coffee or eat your snack in peace and let the other person just talk and be a good friend who's just sitting there and then goes, yeah, you know, you let me know if you need if you, if you need more time. And that's it. He's selling his self and services. He looks attentive. He looks like he's listening. He's nodding along when this guy's talking to him. And he's just like, yeah, you know, people are displaying weaknesses to me. He's looking at pictures of family, right? Like this guy, he's attentive. He's there. He's present. So I know he says that he's doing nothing, but he's doing something. He's doing more than most friends do, I'd argue. I would say he's doing a lot. I think this guy should cut, he should cut himself some slack. I don't think he's doing nothing. Yeah, he's offering no, a great agree. service. There's there's yeah. there's good service here. Now let's get over to the real point. Um, you think I'm a bad listener, huh? I'm a bad listener. I'm a terrible listener. I try to be a good. So listener. you're projecting. So you're projecting. Oh, I mean, sure. I mean, but you mm-hmm. know, you try to be a good listener, but you know, I'm not perfect. I've definitely made mistakes in listening. So that yeah, happens for sure. Yeah. All right. Just yeah. saying. Don't don't project onto me. All right. I I, I listen. Sometimes. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I kind of stopped. I kind of stopped listening after you said I'm not a good listener. I was like, well, like, what's going on? I would on? say most people aren't good listeners. They're not. Like, people just aren't. For whatever reason, people are not good listeners. Like, they just tend to kind of get wrapped up in their own stuff. It happens, and it's you know, you it's no fault of anybody's. It's just everyone has their own internal, you know, their own internal problems, and they try to project their own right. Like, people tell a story, and then you have a story to try to relate to them, but it's your own story. It's just kind of how it works. So. I mean, this dude's driving. This guy's like, so he's making 85 times two. So he's making 170 a day. You think well, that's only if it's an hour, right? I'm sure people book him for a couple of hours, right? Like if you've got a signed divorce. Yeah, but at minimum, if he's working 30 days and he's doing like at least two hours a day, like he's making like, he's pulling like $5,000 a month. It's not, it's bad. not bad. It's not no. bad at all. This is probably cash transactions, right? What's the Japanese IRS like? <laughs> probably brutal. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> very regimented yeah he's got all his receipts anyway yeah that's awesome that's really uh i appreciate i, I like that story it's i love good it stuff. that story was great to me that was one of the best stories yeah. i've read all week and it makes me think i should find something that allows me to do nothing <laughs> you could do that you could be like mm, oof, i don't like what i was about to say what's that go ahead and say it well you know you can you can do this service in new zealand and you could sell the fact that you are also a very rare, you are a rare person in New, in New Zealand. I am. I am. <laughs> so you can, you can exploit that in New Zealand and rent, and, you know, rent yourself out. The, in, the, the problem, in New the problem Zealand with for this like is, a yeah. couple hours at a time and be like, I, I'm not going to lift shit for you, but I'll, I'll hang out. The, the the problem with that is is that I'll I would be, I'll be I would, your black friend. Basically, you're charging people to be. Oh, you're going to be their I'm, black friend for an hour. That's that at an I'm, hour at a time. I'm surprised that that doesn't exist. I really am. I'm surprised yeah. that there's not someone who's like, when you need a black guy to show up to something to prove that you're not a a racist or b that you're more <laughs> that you're more worldly. When you're like, I've got a black friend, and everyone's like, Yeah, no, you don't. I wasn't even you thinking that hire, angle. You just hire That's a black so guy. Good. And you just show up and you're just like, yeah, me and this guy, right? We're, we hang out. And that's it. And they just, you don't say much and you just kind of hang out. And they're just like, man, you know, that black guy you were with seems real cool. He's real quiet. Yeah. Though, wow. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. You guys seem really so I like close. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's a very cool idea to hire yeah. a black guy. Rent a, rent a black guy. That's, yeah. that's that's what I didn't like that that language. Yeah, yeah, it's a little weird. Right. It's a little yeah. weird, but I, I, I would it, argue that yeah. slavery wasn't a rental. <laughs> it was, it was it, right. It's a little <laughs> different, right? Yeah, a little I would different. argue yeah. that if slavery was was rental, 
it might it might have not been as contentious, right? If it's a rental thing and you can set a fair market price and all those things, that seems more equal than uh, ownership. <laughs> you should test it out. You should go to. Um... We, well, I think we should. We we will go back to Japan, right? There's definitely it'll it'll happen eventually, right? Sure. Let's say we do. Why, why wouldn't you should you should get a shirt that says like, I'll take a picture with you for like five hundred yen. That's we have to go to China for that. That's got to be China, right? Not, Photos in Hong for Kong, but I guess Hong Kong. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Uh, China. It's more China. It's not Ch- like, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hong Kong is Hong Kong, but it happened right. around. It was Chinese people visiting Hong Kong, right? It wasn't Hong Kong people. It was Chinese people. Maybe, yeah. Just saying. So yeah, you have to wear shirts. Business, yeah. Photos, ten dollars, and then you stand there and you cheese, and you're like, you know, you go have right. I'd love to go have lunch with some Chinese people. I'm sure they're saying awful racist things, but I can't understand them. So I get free. I get free food, right? Get some dumplings, get some dim sum. Yeah, right. I'd be down with that. Get some of those pancakes with the duck. Oh, yeah. Oh, those things yes. are good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah, in. A hundred percent. I'll go live in Beijing. Pretty lucrative, but I think you know they they, they bring me around because I'm a novelty. I'll you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, put yourself yeah. out there on uh, on in uh, New Zealand. You know, let's say this whole uh, visual effects thing doesn't work out, right? You have uh, is there anybody in your family who says shit like that? <laughs> what? Oh, if the visual effects thing doesn't work out at this point, they're like, it better work out. <laughs> Spend a lot of time working on the movie like, that so you're this, working on. It this better whole, work out. This whole film thing that's like a fad, right? Like, what do you think's going? No, no one has said that to me. I kind of wish they would because I'd be like, yeah, it is a fad. <laughs> I'd love to quit and go do something else. But yeah, that's just uh, yeah. No one's been like, yeah, when you decide to get a real job. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh no, I'm good. I got a good backup plan. I'm gonna rent myself out to people. Yeah, yeah. I think I think those days of <laughs> so like you know, real racists could pretend they're not for an hourly basis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that way real racists could be like, see, I do have a black friend. I hang out with black people. Or if like if you've got a trial and they're like, hmm, this guy said some questionable things and they want me to sit in the crowd and be like, No, I'm here on behalf of the defendant. They're like, oh, wow, he's got a black friend. Huh. I don't think I'm interesting. Makes me think yeah. different. How could he be racist? He's got a black friend, and I see him. Yeah. He's got at least one. He's right there. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen him. I he looks familiar. You know, I thought I saw him here last last week, but nah, it can't be the same. That would be too weird, right? <laughs> yeah. But then again, there's only one in the country. So what do you do about that? <laughs> yeah. 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 All Look, right. You know, I- enterprising, right? Black businesses, black-owned businesses. Renting a black guy or a black woman as well, right? Just rent rent black people. Just don't own them. Rent them. Yeah. So I have, um, yeah. So I got, so the last story here, this is a good one because this is our, this is actually, this is the hundredth episode. Hundredth. It is. And I saw this headline and I thought, well, this is perfect. Whoa. Pigs fight off black bear that hopped into their pen in Connecticut. Holy crap. We haven't had a good animal story in a while, and that headline's wow. good enough. Uh, let's see where this oh, takes us. this is us. crazy. This video, this video yeah, is yeah. crazy. Here we go. Wild video shows a pair. This is also reading from the New York Post. Wild video shows a pair of pigs fiercely fighting off a large black bear that climbed into their enclosure in Connecticut. Connecticut's wild. The pig pen wild. in New Milford looked more like a wrestling ring when the bear scaled a fence and began attacking one of the oinkers earlier this month. I don't like that word. Oinkers? oinkers. Yeah, it bothers me. Ring security video obtained by NBC Connecticut showed a white pig named Mary pushing back against the Bruin. Hammy, a black hog, had been inside. You don't call pigs hammy. Unless you're going to eat them. <laughs> 
Hammy, a black hog who had been inside That's a roof mean. shelter That's attached to, yeah, seriously, attached to the sty, then suddenly charges at the bear, backing into backing it into a corner on its hind legs, and dramatic footage shows. The dramatic footage shows. After a few minutes, the embattled bear leaps out of the pen. Rebecca Shaw, who owns the therapy pigs, therapy pigs, that was a twist. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> told, oh boy. Told the outlet she was proud of the plucky animals. Quote, I am very proud of them because Hammy, the little one especially, he's afraid of his own shadow and the way he came charging out when, when he's seen Mary tussling with the bear. Uh, he was like, oh, no, no way. Get out. End quote, Shaw said. Shaw said an alarm typically goes off if there's a disturbance in the backyard, but she did not hear it that evening. She only learned about the bear after hearing her son and brother yelling. She said the bear seemed cute at first on the security footage, tumbling around in a in the hay besides the pig pen before it jumped in the jumped the fence. Quote, that's when I realized that my pigs can defend themselves. And quote, Shaw said, adding, quote, I thank God again because it could have ended very badly. And quote, you got to thank Hammy and Mary. Yeah, I think so. Right, Hammy. Like God put Hammy God put up. a bear. Like, if you're going to thank God for this, God put a bear in that pen. All right, he did. He did. <laughs> he, this is a, and you know what? He he put him in. This is a challenge for the pigs and the pigs. Yeah, man. This um, the black pig the like kind of the, the black pig like really goes after it. Like he is charging this bear. The bear is freaked out. And black bears are kind of sissies. Is that true? Yeah, they're kind of sissies. Like, are those the, the ones you're supposed is, to look big if against? You see, Yes, if you see a black bear, you're supposed to get up big and yell at it, and it'll back down. If you see a grizzly bear, you better run, because <laughs> grizzly bears are like, you seem to forget, I'm a grizzly bear, and I'm going to come swipe. Like, ask Leonardo DiCaprio what happened. Ask him. Well, black bears Can't, are going to run yeah, away. Tore him up. Tore him up. Yeah, tore him up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh. The, I, the I didn't think, about- think pigs would, would charge a bear like that. Only that one, crazy. one of them. One of them cowered away and ran away. Okay. Let's yeah, but clear. the other like yeah, the other one was there the, for like support. Yeah, the the white one just like runs away. Like it it it, it this is the one that first jumps in. The bear like kind of tussles with a little bit as the as the article says, and then it just runs away. And then and then all of a sudden Hammy comes in like a soldier. It's just like, "No, get yes. out of here. Get yeah. out of here. Get out of our house. It's my pen. Come back. Go go away. Climb over that fence. You can play in the I hay." I mean, I guess that's what happens when you're named Hammy, right? You got to have a chip on your shoulder. Yeah, you gotta be pissed. But Hammy's the one who's yeah. afraid of his own shadow. Yeah, well, I mean, apparently he saw his shadow and decided to fight back. <laughs> I don't think people yeah, understand. Like, you, people don't normally think of Connecticut, like ever. I think that's just not a place that people think about. But Connecticut no, it's kind of is a fake state. Yeah, it's like all woods. It's like all woods and Stamford. That's Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and, and and this video yeah i'm like not surprised that there's a random ass house with a with a pen of two these pigs are enormous these are large it's a big large pigs, pigs. yeah they're big yeah, pigs. These are, these are and big, big uh pigs. the fact that there's bears in connecticut that's a real thing yeah man that, that bear like got freaked out he's like i'm sorry oh my yeah. god yeah he's <laughs> like whoa i'm just trying to hang it. out and y'all yeah y'all yeah, yeah, to come yeah. After me. yeah i thought we we're just gonna do a little wrestling oh my god and then and then he's trying to go back to the pen and, and hammy's not having it it's like get out of here it's great. Wow. It's yeah. Good stuff. So yeah. Emotional support pigs, huh? <laughs> Doing I mean, that any, pigs, anything, huh? anything could be an emotional support thing. I was, I was next to a guy at the bar the other day, random person, just met him. And, uh, he was telling me about his, uh, about his dog, Coyote, which is a great name for a dog. 
Like, let's put that out there. Right. And he took him, he was like taking him to bars and restaurants that wouldn't usually allow them in the pandemic because they're just happy to have your business. But he did get like, he did file for an emotional support thing Mm. for, for his dog. So that dog can become emotional support animal. Like I think now, any animal could become an emotional support animal. Merging the last two stories together, do you think you can get an emotional support person who's just hanging oh. around all the time? Right? Mm, you could be a licensed maybe like a licensed emotional support. Because you can't again, it goes gets that weird stuff. You can't own a person. Mm. Like a person's not a pet. But and if I you think pay them, I, right? it's like a process. It's not ownership if you pay them. That's that's like the rule of everything. Like if you pay them, it's not ownership. But then what's the I point? You're be licensed, but you're not. You're not. The problem Cause, is cause like I the would emotional support. People, you can get a, yeah. You have to break yeah, down yeah. what the purpose of an emotional support blank is. It's to get yeah. them into places where they're not supposed to be. Yes. Like that's that's the only reason. Yes. So it's to have an animal where are you in places going? where they normally don't belong because you yeah. feel that you need the support. Yeah. So where are you bringing a person where you need to validate why they're there? At any given point, like what is a, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It's unnecessary. Well, like what if you needed, like I would assume, right? Like if you're doing a test. Table for two. Why? Well, I need it. Give it to me. I need the two because it's my emotional support person. You can say table for one. This isn't going to work. Let's, yeah, I'm trying to figure this out, right? Like how would an emotional support person work versus like a pig? Like an emotional support pig. It doesn't because there's chairs. Yeah, into the grocery store. Can you take the pig into the grocery store? Yeah, if it's an emotional support pig, you need it because you're going to get overwhelmed once you you're going to get like PTSD when you see, I don't know, shrimp. Yeah, and bacon. Yeah, basically, if you're kosher, you're gonna you're gonna be very concerned every time you walk through that shellfish aisle. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. The emotional support person doesn't work. But animals, I want to know if you can have an emotional support illegal animal. Like you, maybe you have an emotional support monkey. That could yeah. be a thing. I mean, I think you can have an emotional support anything, like a tiger. Like when emotional support tiger work. You know what I want, right? An emotional support. Yeah, exactly. That would be the ultimate emotional support animal. And, and you I know what? Feel, I think I, out of all the all animals time. we named, I'd believe that. I think having a red panda around me would totally increase my mood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, those are all the stories. I do Let's have on. one story, and you can tell me we can we can go by this because it's one of the it's a political it's it's become a political story, Ooh. and I don't want to talk about black is Jewish. It's late. It's late. Right. It's I want to talk about Leah Leah Thomas. Leah Thomas. Do you know anything about Leah? Oh, Thomas? yeah, I think I do. Yep, the first transgender woman yep. to win a NCAA swimming championship. Here we go. Let's do it. Now this this is a tough one, right? I I don't mm-hmm. I don't have a good I don't have a good thought on this one way or the other. To be dead honest with you, um, should read from because, Fox News. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough because there's a lot of Fox News. There's a lot of there's a lot of angry people. Um, so I'm gonna read this from the Washington Post. And this article is called 16 pin swimmers say transgender teammate Leah Thomas should not be allowed to compete." So 16 swimmers of the United, of the University of Pennsylvania women's swimming team sent a letter to the school and Ivy League officials Thursday 
that they should not take legal action challenging the NCAA's recently updated transgender policy. The up, that updated directive has the potential to prevent pin swimmer Leah Thomas from competing at next month's NCAA championships. This article's old a little bit, uh, February 3rd. Yep. Um, so, like, I mean, to basically explain this, Leah Thomas is a transgender woman who is a swimmer. And I believe it was a couple of days ago, Leah Thomas won the NCAA Division I swimming championship in the women's category. And there's a there's a pretty viral video or viral picture going out of Leah Thomas standing on the podium as the national champion and two women to her left who won second and third. And there's a pretty stark difference just in size. Oh yeah. Right? Where I Leah Thomas is, yeah. is has the build of of a bigger of a bigger human, right? Regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. Um it's very clearly more dominant physical looking than the woman who is next to her and the woman who is who is on the side of that who's third place. So I don't want to spend too much time getting into the politics of this because I think this is tricky personally. Mm-hmm. I think it's complex. And so that way I don't back out of this by asking you what your thoughts are, because I think that's kind of a cop out. I will say that I feel that this is reaching that un that unfair category as far as sportsmanship goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's obviously categories that have nothing to do with what you identify as. It's more about making the competition more equal. And I Correct. think if you are if you are genetically born as a man you should not be allowed to participate in women-only sports because you have an unfair advantage just from a biology standpoint. I don't want to talk about the mental aspects of it or your own personal choice, but I think when it comes to competition and trying to make that competition equal and fair, if you want to be a woman, I think women should have every right to compete with the men because they are at a distinct unfair advantage most of the time in most sports like swimming or basketball or football or hockey because mm-hmm. those sports require, you know, most likely if you're bigger with fast twitch muscle fiber, you're going to be able to compete at the sport at a higher level. And that's no slight to women who are extremely competitive and are great at these sports, greater than 95% of men out there, right? But for the 5% of men that they wouldn't be better than, it's it's miles ahead, right? Like there's always the argument about, oh, Serena, how would Serena women, how would Serena Williams do against men tennis? And the answer is always, and I think she's even said that she could crushed. Because Serena mm-hmm. is completely dominant in women's sports, but she she wouldn't beat the the last ranked men's tennis player because yeah. it's just so different in size and muscle. It's just different. And I think that I think we should be okay to say that biologically we are different. Now, when it comes to the mental aspects and all of those things, I'm totally of the mind of going, look, if it's more of those sports that don't require the physical attributes of one human against another, you really you really don't even need to have divisions then, right? Like I'd argue if you're playing chess, right? You don't need to have a men's chess and a women's chess. I don't think that there's any, you know, difference as far as your own ability to be smart. But when it comes to just pure physicality, I think we have to recognize that biology is a real thing. Um, so, yeah, so that's my thoughts. But I'm interested in your thoughts um, as you quickly. I, and I think I hopefully gave you a little bit of time to skim through this. Yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I've heard about it. I heard it come up a bit in uh, conversation as well. And it's this is one of those. It's too. My overall thoughts is that it's too new 
to be, this is where the kind of progressive movement and like progressives really get kind of end up in danger and like a general conversation because they don't want to have it. You know, this 100%. is, this is one yeah, of those, it's, it's this is one of those great discussion. areas yeah. and their, and their thing is no, the trans woman is a woman. Trans yep. man's a man. And that's it. So that means women have to be played with women and men have to be with men. And that that's because that's how it all works. And me, I'm like, well, are you sure? You know, it, it kind of throws, they throw out the, um, you know, the mental health thing. I get it. Like, it, I, well, I don't, but I, in that I don't fully comprehend it because I'm not in that state and I don't know yep. enough about it. It's an ignorance thing. It's not a, it's not yeah, a, it's, um, it's not a denial. It's just a, you don't exactly. know. And look, just, I'm I don't the know. same thing. Yeah. I don't so, know. Yeah. So my thing is that, but there does seem to be, especially on the, like the extreme left, there is a, like a gung ho nature that seems potentially dangerous if you're wrong. And the, throwing out biological science for mental health science or theory at this point, because I think it's too early. It's too new to actually say it. Yeah. You could say this kind of stuff has already existed in humans, but we're not actually looking into it and evaluating it until now. You can't actually just jump on answers that could have extremely lasting repercussions. And this goes beyond just the sports thing. It goes into things like people getting, uh, gender, gender, uh, what is it called? The, the surgeries and stuff when you want to like transition gender oh, affirmation sure, yep. survey. It's like something yeah, like yeah. that. It's like, yep. that is, that is weird to me, especially for kids because kids go through phases and people are constantly finding themselves and they may think one thing. And that is like some serious, that could cause like some serious traumas. Well, well look, and, and there's, and, and, and there's a lot of like, yeah, and Weird. I would argue that identity isn't one thing or the other. There's plenty of right. people that have feelings that cross all of these discussions that we're talking about. All these constructs can be the, the to me there's not one there's not either this or this. It's never black and white. It's always a mixture when it comes to mentality and yep. it comes to sort of those emotional states. I think it's okay that people can cross in between some and then back to the other. That's part of being human. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. but the one thing that I think you cannot deny is biology. Exactly, and, and biology's that's... got nothing. Biology's got nothing to do with your own mental state of what makes us not just apes, right? What makes us humans? What makes us, mm-hmm. you know, human beings? As far as our ability for our brain to be at a higher functioning level for us to have all these thoughts and experiences, but biology between men and women and intersex people, right? Those I would say are the three kind of pretty clear biologies of the depending on how much testosterone some of these things you have, there is a limit and a level that is pretty scientifically found that is that kind of is at the even the peak for women, right? There's lots of women that have higher testosterone, but they'll never have the high, the high you know, the high enough testosterone that matches the average man, right? Because mm-hmm. I just believe in biology that just that's how it works. And there's certain chemical makeups and things that just make this unfair specifically for women, and I think it sort of is marginalizing women who are trying their hardest and are very competitive and have spent their whole life trying to achieve something for someone who has a biological advantage that's above and beyond the norm because they were born as a different gender. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's and that's where it comes down to that. My thoughts are 
you if you want a silver bullet like one all-encompassing if i was to air one or the other like should should she be allowed to play should she not be allowed to play um i think if you are born if you're born a man and you're going to be a woman then and and you transition to a woman then probably shouldn't be playing there will be those outlier cases where some will compete and not do as well because of course like like i make the case of and i've actually there there have been women who i played with that argue against me on this but i still stand by it that i'm like no i think i, I still think i'm right which mm-hmm. is that i don't see uh like i don't see why you can't have women in the nhl for example yeah 100 percent. i'm, I'm think, with you on this to be honest where, where you're going like, i I'm think that yeah like my point is that like the best women are definitely going to be better than the worst men at the professional level and at any level. Like if you take, if you're comparing all things equal, like let's just say D one college, right? You're compared a first line D one college women player against a third line or fourth line men, men's player in D one. It's like, yeah, the women could probably hang, you know, is the best and the best going to be equal? I don't know. But it's different. But I'd argue that I'd say you could probably get a, but definitely. But why can't you give him a shot? And why can't you give him a shot to be hella goalie? You know, like yeah. I mean, which has happened, like, right? Which we've seen yeah. happen in hockey. And look, I, I would. This is where baseball is well. I'd put that in the same category. I'm, you know? I'm like, o- I'm okay for the challenge upward, right? Yeah. When you're at a clear disadvantage, and if you especially break when all the odds, especially when an equal opportunity does not exist for them yes, at that same 100%. level. Like hockey, there was a they tried to make a women's hockey league and it didn't really work. And you know, baseball, exactly. there's not really a professional softball league. And there's certain sports where those opportunities just don't exist for women. But in my opinion, if you're good enough as a woman as, as a woman and a team wants to bring you on to play for that team, it should not be against the rules for you to be able to do so. Agreed. Now, obviously, I would say you probably sign a lot of paperwork that says if a guy who's twice your size levels you at center ice, we're not liable. But you're no, good of course play, not. Because that's which means the you got to Which that's the game, and I think most women would probably understand that. I think women aren't naive to go like, oh well, you know, then you can't. I, I've got to have different rules. I think most women want the equal opportunity. They want to be competitive. They're just as competitive, if not more competitive, than men when it comes to athletics. They really like women are super competitive. I watched my sister play ice hockey, and those teams were a thousand times more competitive than the teams I played on. Half those girls were crazy because they were so competitive. But there's a clear biological difference when I grow to be 6'1", 6'2", and 240 pounds to your average woman who I'm going to say even at an athletic muscular stature is 5'7", 5'8", 5'9", anywhere between 140, 170 pounds. And I've got a clear physical advantage. And it doesn't mean that she's not better than me. It just means that if we were equals, my biology is going to help me more. And I think that's where I draw the line for specifically men going, I, and I, I don't want to say this like it's derogatory, but going sort of in a in a, where you have a clear advantage. You shouldn't be able to change into an area where you have now a clear advantage. But this means that I think men's sports should be more open. I think that you should let Leah Thomas swim with men. I think you should let any of these women swimmers swim with men, personally, if they're good enough. If they can post the times and get into the heats and get to, right, because like you've got to actually swim heats and get into a position where you actually have a shot to swim for a national title. Because there's yeah. many, plenty of men who are swimmers who don't even get the shot. But if you're a woman and you're good enough to compete with the men, I don't think they should stop you. But I also think you should be able to compete with the women. 
right? Like, I yeah. think it should mm-hmm. work both ways, and I think that's where this falls apart for me of going. It's very clear that there's an uncle- that there's an unfair advantage here just from looking at the science. But this, I don't think we should stop Leah Thomas from swimming with the men if Leah Thomas is good enough. Yeah, but this is kind of you know it's interesting. I could evoke J.K. Rowling a little bit here. Right? I mean, which is wh- wh- I mean, this is part of women saying they're marginalized because we exactly we, for some reason mm-hmm. have taken we we've just kind of, women have been fighting for these issues for thousands and thousands of years, and we've kind of dismissed them. And when they go, hey, look, we're being marginalized again, it's like, well, now you're being transphobic, right? That's not necessarily the case. That's not what's actually being happening. But there, I think that this is so new and so dangerous that to chastise anybody who even wants to have a conversation about it and be like, hey, let's not forget about like, you know, biological women. That's a real thing. You can't dismiss that. And that's not, I, I, it shouldn't be considered transphobic to say something like that because you're not, you're not saying anything negative about someone who's trans. If they're trans, they're trans. That's fine. Do whatever you want. I have no issues with trans people. I don't have any issues with anybody. But at the same time, you are putting people in a really weird situation when you put somebody who is a biological man or born a man, let's say, right? I don't even know the right language at this point. So who knows? But I, I let's just say you're born a man. You were a man for 18 years, so you've grown into your man body fully, and then all this, and then... I I think you can say you identified as a man, whether or not you personally chose to or not, but like you went through life I'm not even bringing into the mental aspect at this point, because at this point, you have grown into your full man body to 18, right? Sure. And then you then have determined that you are actually a woman. And now you are using that man body to compete as a woman. That's what's happening, right? And there may be plenty of cases. And I think there are already examples. Like, I think I just saw an article where she lost. Like, she came in dead last in a recent race. And that'll happen. But it's not a black and white issue. It's not one or the other. And that is always the problem. And that's the problem with any discourse today is that there's no real... Um, there's no nuance to any of this stuff. And it's always, you're either transphobic or you're on the right side of history. Like you look at these, I I, I can liken it to JK Rowling because it's so top of mind because of this Harry Potter game that's coming out. Then you go back and you look at the JK Rowling stuff that she said and you're like, yeah, I don't, I kind of get what she was saying, but nobody even wants to entertain the conversation. And now that's spilling over into this new Harry Potter game that's announced. So there's, like the majority of mainstream games media is like talking shit about this game because it comes from her work, even though it's been said many times that she has nothing to do with this. Yeah, she'll get a royalty. She'll get a paycheck out of it. But like, is it really that crazy? Like, was she properly treated? If all that is, does she deserve the ire that she's getting? Because she's defending biological women without necessarily demonizing trans people? I don't know. Well, I was going to say, I think that's the 
issue, right? Like it's sort of, and I do want to read the other side of this from an American Olympic swimmer named Erica Sullivan. There's a Newsweek article that I do want to read because I think seeing the opposite side of a woman in this sport of why she thinks that Leah Thomas being able to, to compete should, should not be stopped. Right. Cause I do want to read okay. that. There are women who are on the other side of this yeah, who say, fine. no, I actually believe in equal rights for everyone, but I guess that's the thing. Like, I mean, just to not stomp over your JK Rowling point, it's, you know, it's sort of how, you know, can you, can you support women's rights without, without removing the rights from transgender people? And that's the question. Can you? And that's, I, we haven't seen, like you said, it's new. We haven't been able to find that one yet. And yeah. I think it's going to take a lot more work to find out how do you make an inclusive space for all people, but also give rights to women that they haven't been able to have. And I think that you have to sort of weigh both of those because it's very it's a very tricky balance. Um, yeah. So look, I'm going to read parts of this article. So this, this article is titled, Why I'm Proud to Support Trans Athletes Like Leah, Tom- like Leah Thomas. And this is from the 18th. So this is from today or no, a couple days ago. And so I'm just going to go to the part where she kind of explains. Um, I'll skim down. Um, many of those who oppose transgender, transgender athletes like Leah being able to participate in sports claim to be protecting women's sports. As a woman in sports, I can tell you that I know what the real threats to women's sports are. Sexual abuse and harassment, unequal pay and resources, and a lack of women in leadership. Transgender girls and women are nowhere on this list. Women's sports are stronger when all women, including trans women, are protected from discrimination and free to be their true selves. Forcing an athlete to hide an essential part of herself in order to participate isn't a solution. If we are to remain closeted, my mental health would, would deteriorate and I wouldn't be able to perform at my best in any part of life. I wouldn't want that for myself or for any of my teammates. We are our best as a team and as a global community of athletes when we can all be ourselves. I am proud to be one of more than 300 NCAA, Team USA, and Olympic swimmers who signed an open letter um, to support Leah and all transgender and non-binary swimmers. Um, at the NCAA championships, I'll be cheering on Leah and all the amazing swimmers that make the sport great by being authentically and proudly themselves. So I think it's a good thing to note that, I mean, that is the right, like real issues with women's sports. We do this with racism as well. Where it's like we never get to the core of what the problem with women's sports are. It's not that we've got trans people entering women's sports. The problem with women's sports is that the resources aren't the same. And there's men who are top of women's sports who are sexually abusing and harassing. I mean, look at Larry Nasser. Those types of things are the real yeah. issues with women's sports. Absolutely. Yeah. And and kind of using this as if, oh, this is the end of women's sports seems to be kind of a straw man. When in, in in this woman's argument, this is kind of the least of our concerns, really. Let Leah Thomas compete. And it's not going to be the end of women's sports. We still get a chance to compete. We still get a chance to put ourselves out there. We still get a chance to be ourselves. So I think it's interesting. And that's why, look, I don't have the answer for this. I, I tend to always lean on the science of it. But that can also be a cop-out because I would say I'm not a woman and I don't compete in women's sports. And I would say it's kind of up to the people in that sport to determine what the rules and bylaws of that sh- sport should be collectively. It's not for us to determine. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. And I agree with that. I don't think that there's an answer yet. I think it's going to be an evolving thing. At this point, it's probably best to do what we're doing and giving the benefit of the doubt and saying, let's let's do it. Give it a shot. Try it. Like, And if the people that are in the sport are fine with it, that's what matters the most. 
you know, we could be from the outside looking in, but guess what? We're not Olympics. We're not Olympic swimmers. We're not even, yeah. we're not, we're not a women. We're not women. We're not trans. We're not, yeah. we're not even close to that level. And if they don't feel like there is any sort of unfair advantage, then that's fine collectively. But if you do, but I, I also think that simultaneously, it's not something that should necessarily be a open and shut case. You look at this now as kind of a blip, right? If all of a sudden you see she lost, now she keeps losing. And it's like, well, clearly she's not the best. She she was, you know, killing it for she had a few good runs. But then at the end of the day, she's as she's hanging with the rest of them. Right. But not above yeah. and beyond. That was a fluke. Um, but it's, it's still something that's, it's new enough where it's evolving just like you had a, just like there was a revelation where, yeah, they should play in the sport and yeah, you can have the other stuff and yeah, there's, um, you know, gender affirmation surgery and now we're going to like change all this other stuff. It's like, cool. Maybe that is right, but it's, it's all so new that I just, um, you know, I just need to rely on the, I don't know. And I'll, I'll go with the scientific consensus and whatever's best for the athletes at the end of the day. Well, That's all you and, can really and, do. And, and for me, I think that you should allow the women who are competing in these sports to make that decision of who they compete with. To me, that's the fairest thing is that. Well, I how think do you do that? that? I, I, I think you, you just, you discuss this with all of the, the women. I, and look, some of this is giving power to athletes, which the NCAA doesn't already want to do. That's the real dirty secret, whether they're men or women. Right, like there is so a real sense of that control place, yeah. that the NCAA is controlling these athletes, but really, it should be up to them as a collective body to to decide who. What are the rules of competition? What are the rules that we think are fair? Because mm-hmm. I'm the one that's got to compete, not somebody else who's given their commentary of some old white guy who sits at a chair telling me how I should look to compete. Right. So in my opinion, that's kind of where it is. But I would say this as a man saying, I don't think me competing in women's sports is going to be fair. Or so, everything, yeah, anyways, has, uh, yeah, or everything a, has a similar, um, you know, you do a boxing style with weight classes. Everything becomes like that. Yeah. You yeah. yeah it it's just like, you know, if you're equal weight and equal size and that seems to make things more fair. Um, mm-hmm. specifically in a sport like swimming, you could totally have different classes, but, but that's what I mean. That's not for us to decide. That should be for the women who compete right, exactly. in the sport. To but decide. if they think that yeah. there is, if, if something happens and there's a shift, cause let's, you know, the, the actual, a number of, and it, because it's so new, you're going to find that more, there are more people out there that are trans that have not yet identified, but percentage of trans of population trans gender. Why? Yeah. And just and just real quick for the numbers, when when Leah Thomas identified as a man, she was ranked four hundred and sixty-two. And now yeah. I believe she's ranked number one. So so, so in, that should tell you what where it's kind of placed if Leah Thomas was to continue to compete with men, um, or if Leah Thomas was to compete where she is now. Yeah. So according to Williams Institute in twenty sixteen. Point six percent. So that's the other thing is, yeah. you know, you want to talk about, you want to look at the real thing and why this is an issue for, you know, the, the, like the liberal, like liberals and progressives and all that stuff is because it is very easily seen as beating up on a minority group. Mm-hmm. 
It's literally the definition of a minority it's group. Difficult to get a smaller group than that. So it's like, oh, now you're excluding. Yeah. Now you're excluding them. Um, you're excluding a, a minority. You're you're discriminating against them. Well, yeah, it's a fair point, and it's yeah. it's really sticky. It's a tough situation, but if it's if it if it diminishes the spirit of com- of competition, then you have to have that conversation. I don't think it's yeah, unreasonable to have it, and it's got to be yeah, done if, with smart with smarter minds, and including a voice from the trans community. They should be in the conversation because it concerns them. Absolutely, you know, like it all. It all needs to be worked out, but I, I don't think it's a, it's a binary. Should she play? Should she not play? Like, yeah, I don't know. She lost now. So why not? <laughs> yeah. And look, and when it comes that to makes competition, things a lot different. Yeah. And like for me, if you're the person's going, yeah, I'll compete against her, then that should be allowed. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think you should. Yeah. So like, but again, it's an interesting discussion because it's turned political as far as rights and things for trans people. Of course. When it comes to something that I would argue is trivial compared to the other issues that trans people are fighting for, the the ability to compete in a sport is a lot less towards, you know, equal rights as far as marriage, as far as, you know, yeah. surgeries and those types of things that I, you know, rights. health issues. Yeah. And, and also are more important than can you yeah. swim? Right? Competing in a sport is not a right. That's not what yeah. rights mean in the grand scheme of things. Sorry. No. I can't, it's not, I can't, I can't not, compete though. in those ways. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So, it's not a right. It's a privilege and it's something that's afforded to you. Yeah. Um, where health and medical attention and things should be a human right. Yep. Agreed. A hundred percent. There was one other thing I was going to say on that and I don't remember. Oh yeah. I just want to say that I, I do think going back to that point that I was saying before, like I would love to see more diversity in team sports. Like why does it always, why does it have to be a bunch of dudes? You know? Give me yeah, a, I, like a co-ed, why, like a co-ed why sports is, league. Why, yeah. How has there never been a woman baseball player? How all the sports, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like what? Like a, I'm saying like a professional woman baseball yeah. player. Like how has yeah, there yeah. never been a woman in the MLB? How has there never been a woman? Like I, I and I think we'll see it. Like that's the kind of stuff that I would love to see in the progressive thing. Like what happens Right. You have a male sport, right? What happens if uh, if like a professional hockey player says it comes out as trans? Do they get kicked out of the NHL or can they play? And does does that become the first woman NHL player? How does that work? I don't know. I I would assume you still would, but I don't know. Like and again, it would have to be a a star. Right. Like, let's say Sidney Crosby, Mm -hmm. you know, or Alex Alexander Ovechkin. You pick a star. And I'm naming some old stars because the young guys who are stars, I you know, I don't watch enough hockey to know who they are. You don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, if they decided to, if they decide, you know, this is the truth I've been holding on for a long time, but this is who I identify as, and I still want to play in the NHL, I'm assuming you still would. I'm assuming you wouldn't stop them. If they're good enough, right? Yeah. It's just weird. Like, why? A, a lady goalie. Let's yeah. see it. Yeah. Or even it. baseball, right? Like if you can if you can throw a fastball, doesn't really matter what you identify as personally, right? Can you throw a yeah. fastball? Can you strike batters out? Can you you know can can you hit a double? Can you play the sport? 
I don't really care who you are. If you can play it against anybody, it does. I don't really care who you identify as. As long as you can help us win, then cool. You're on the team. Yeah, Period. exactly. That would be that'd be cool. Bowling. Why the fuck do they separate yeah. men and women bowlers? Look, I'd even argue. I, mean, I know that golf women golf from different tees. But if there was a woman who could yeah, golf absolutely. from the professional tees, there's no yeah. right. It's not a contact sport. If there's a woman who could who could hit a driver 250 yards 300 yards does she need to play in the lpga yeah most of that's about form anyway yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah, totally with you there and it and that's the thing like i think in the best case scenario this is this becomes moot if you can break down all gender good enough walls matter in a lot of these places and prop up prop up women be it biological trans or cis trans whatever that would be that'd be huge that'd be awesome yeah and it would make and it would probably make these conversations easier to have probably yep yeah all right well yeah that's uh it's a political story that shouldn't be one but it is so there you go exactly well enough of that shit probably the two least people qualified people to talk about that so um, yeah that's why i read from a qualified source So this will come back and bite me in the ass in the future. All right. Probably. Uh, so let's do a little media therapy and bring this thing home. I don't have, I feel bad. I don't Paul Giamatti game because it's the hundred. You know, Alice had a very good one that I don't remember. Great. She had a very well, good helps. one that she asked me. You know why? You know why you don't remember? Because you don't listen. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask her and I'll ask her and I'll come up with it before the, the episode ends. Okay, cool. Good stuff. It's good. Get a little reversal for me. Uh, so I've only seen one movie, so I will start with that because you got a mm-hmm. whole list. I, um, I saw Turning Red and I saw it in theaters. So after that whole oh, thing last you. week when we talked about not being able to see movies in the theaters, the one there's, movie theater. one, there's one theater in New York that's playing this thing. And I went to go see it and I love this movie. This movie's great. Really, really fun. Solid Pixar movie. Um, racists didn't like it. There was that one review that kind of like talked shit about it because they're like, how am I supposed to relate to this Asian family, this Asian girl? It's like, get over yourself, bro. This movie is a delight. It's unique. It's more unique than probably any Pixar movie that's come out in the last like decade. And that it's like this, even the style of animation is different. The, um, you know, it's just very, very cool in how in its presentation the animation as always is gorgeous even though it has this completely unique style um it's also the way it's everything about its presentation is so is so different from other pixar movies like you wouldn't have any idea which is like a far cry from what was it last year when onward came when did onward come out 2000 remember that that movie came in yeah that movie came and went that movie was like super generic considering the it just felt generic you know based on the and it, and it was unfortunate because the premise is kind of cool and it's meant to be in this fantasy land, but you didn't get any of that. This movie seems to embrace everything about the culture that is trying to communicate and does it to uh, to wonderful success. So I highly recommend this. It's a really, um, you know, as usual, this is a movie that while seemingly targeted for kids, this is <laughs> this is the most far gone, not for kids Pixar movie since up. <laughs> <laughs> like ease or huh. maybe no i shouldn't say that because soul soul was definitely not for kids it was like jamie fox no. on his uh trying to yeah. find himself but this one is like 
this one cuts pretty deep and it hit some family stuff where I was just like, yeah, you know, I actually could relate to this a lot hmm. um, based on uh, based on the messaging of this movie. But really cool, incredible, incredible. Uh, the, the way they animate fur. It's just mind blowing. <laughs> like, I don't know how they do it. And it's awesome. So turning red. What a what a treasure. Great movie. Highly recommend it. Even if you're not like even if you're a little burnt out on Pixar stuff, I think that what you get with Pixar that you don't get with the Disney animation is you get a lot of risk, I think. Yeah. And that's one of the things that they do is Pixar is at its best to me, at least. It it sounds silly to say it's like, duh, but it's at the most interesting when it's an original story and it's not a sequel. And when they're doing things like Soul and this or Wally up, you know, and it's not the next Toy Story or Cars or merchandising opportunity, it's like this is them really in their uh, in their zone. And it's it's unfortunate that it didn't get the theatrical release, especially since there are some moments that work really well on a big screen that I won't spoil. But yeah, Turning Red, great movie. Highly recommend it. I, I liked it more than Soul and I loved Soul. I thought Soul was great. But this one, uh, I, this is this is my favorite Pixar movie in a long, 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 long time. It's great, really great. Yeah, okay, it's good review. Cool. Alrighty. Oh, and um, the, the cast of characters is incredible. <laughs> Every girl, like, because it's it's like the main character and her group of friends is just awesome. <laughs> like, it's so good. The dynamics between them, it's it's amazing. Can't say All right, that's a good review. I should, I, I'll definitely watch it before we talk next time because I because I have access to it. I will watch it. Yeah, cool. Look forward to hearing what you think. Cool. So Go for I it. saw some movies as well. I'm still waiting yeah. a response from the Paul Giamatti game. Someone is not looking at their cell phone. Give wow. me a few minutes. So I watched. Right, some Okay, that's silence. I, I was like, wait, are we just going to wait a few minutes? No, no, no. I watched. <laughs> I watched some movies. Right. I'll start with the movies that you have seen. I've watched Spider Man. Right, yep. no way home. It's great. I believe you reviewed this. It mm-hmm. was good. Um, I find it funny that it seemed like Marvel trying to redeem a bunch of people from past Spider-Man movies is what is is what I always got when I understood sort of the plot of this thing and kind of what the purpose was. It feels like a lot of redemption of like, okay, we're sorry that we messed up Sandman. We're sorry that we messed up Electro or whatever the heck Jamie Foxx's character's name is. Right? Like, we're sorry we didn't do justice to some of these characters. But here's a second shot where we're going to make them all kind of redeemable. And Jamie Foxx is going to be real, like a real badass in this movie. Right? Like, he totally was like, I'm not playing this nerd with the glasses anymore. I'm going to be Jamie Foxx and I got superpowers. <laughs> right? Because that's what it was. He wasn't even trying to pretend that he was this other guy. He was just Jamie Foxx and he could control lightning. That yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. Um, Dr. Octopus, right? We're going to make Dr. Octopus cooler. We're going to make him real threatening and scary when they're fighting on that bridge. That was um, awesome. Which, again, which is a great sequence. I think the Dr. Strange sequence was my favorite. Yeah, um, it was Dr. Strange cool. as a character should be the greatest of all the Marvel characters just because it's real trippy and geometry and, and you know, sacred sacred things and, you know, things that, like, live in, in our real life sort of sacred mystical arena. And they kind of just make him a guy that does magic. <laughs> and they kind of joke at that the whole time about he's just a magician, which is which is good. But Doctor Strange, unfortunately, that first movie was near, wasn't nearly as good as it should have been. It's um, solid, though. It's still good. I think it's still stand It's fun. It's all been overlooked. 
It's like in the Ant Man category. My problem with all of the Marvel movies is that they're they're entertaining, right? I've never watched a Marvel movie and said I hate this movie. I think it's awful. I think they're all entertaining. Every doctor, every Marvel movie I've watched has been entertaining, right? Or even the ones that I didn't like very much. I'm like, well, I still had fun, right? I still got to see superheroes and see the toys smash together. That was cool, but. It's just like it it lacks some of the creativity, and I still feel like this movie lacks some creativity. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun to watch. Um, I, the whole idea of you know superheroes pushing past their you know the limit of you know you know when do you go too far and you really want revenge like that's a theme that's in like every superhero movie. It's like in every single one. So like it's it's fine. It's not this movie. I didn't think was some big groundbreaking marvel of man. This is a new way to do superhero movies. It was just bringing back Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire and saying, hey, guys, you get to be Spider-Man in a real cool way. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, cool. I get to redeem, you know, evil Tobey Maguire walking down the street in Spider-Man 3. That's fun. And I get to be, you know, I get to be Tobey Maguire more than Spider-Man. It was good. I Um, love. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I love the banter between those three. Like, I could just have an hour of that movie of that. Yeah, again, it's, it was fine. Like, it's what you expect, right? When you bring uh-huh. back other Spider-Mans and bring them into this universe and, you know, trying to make, you know, uh, the Green Goblin actually kind of scary and, and you know, a little twisted. Like, it, it was fine. It was just, it felt like a redemption of the last 20 years of Spider-Man movies to me. Yeah, but the thing is, like, they've, what needs to be respected is that they've created a world, like, they've created this universe that allows that kind of banter and silliness to play because they've set the tone so consistently through every movie. So you say they're all the same, but at the same time, they have that tone where you can bring in these other characters, have this weird-ass multiverse thing, and have them, like, joke around being like, yeah, guy fell into, like, a, a thing of piranha, of, like, a, of electric eels. It's like, yeah, oh, man, wow. Yeah, that's some crazy stuff, you know? Like, and it's, and but, you buy again, it, and it you just, buy it, it does, because of that universe just, building. It fits. It's but the they just do it in the, but they do it in every, like, I just, and I know yeah, this is but, my beef. This is my beef with this stuff. And it's fine. I'm an outlier in this because I really appreciate when well, not really because you just said you like it. But again, I like it. But I like. I think I've never watched one of these movies and been like, I'm gonna watch this again. I feel like you really took a chance. Mm-hmm. I feel like you really pushed and really took a chance. And I want to reward you for taking those chances. And look, part of this is me being in the industry. Part of this is me being a bit of a, a film nerd historically. Part of this is me wanting to see people take chances and try things, even though from a mass consumption standpoint, it might not be liked. But I go, you know what? I'm going to reward you for doing something different. I'm going to reward you for for doing something. And like the Eternals movie, I would argue, was them trying to do something a little different. It flopped, right? Yep. Like it flopped mm-hmm. in regards to them. So I get why they don't do it. And But for me, that's the struggle as in these are popcorn movies. These are movies where I go in, I kind of shut my brain off, and yes, I've seen all the movies, so they're just going to start pulling things together from other movies that I can go like, oh yeah, I remember that from that movie, and oh yeah, I remember, hey, Miles Morales, let's hint that we're going to have a black Spider-Man, hey, we're going to do that thing, right? Like, it's just, it's just it, you're expecting it, and so I just can't, I personally don't give it as much when I go, well, you're just following a formula. Like, these movies should be good, given the amount of money you spend on them. Like, yeah, you do what I'm expecting you to do, which should be okay. But I struggle with it. All right. Fair enough. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Would I watch Good. it again? Probably not. But yeah, Fair it's enough. fun. All right. What else you got? All righty. I watched Kimmy. Okay. Do you know anything about this movie? K-I-M-M-Y? K-I-M-I. K-I-M-I. 
Okay. It's got Zoe Kravitz in it. Oh. And I think oh, that's the only person that I remember, yeah. right? This movie. Okay, it's a, I've it's seen the Steven trailer. Soderbergh. I didn't, yes. I didn't know it came out. Yes, it's a Steven Soderbergh movie. It came out on HBO Max. Mm, okay. So it's out. Now, this movie, and I don't want to spoil this. So People if you like do it. care about this, just. No, wait. Audience hates it. Give it Critics 10 minutes. Love it. Now, <laughs> the first 30 minutes of this movie are interesting, right? It's a suspense thing. They're pulling you along. Mm-hmm. And then the next 30 minutes, like, okay, like, oh, okay, it's getting a little weird. <laughs> and then the last 30 minutes are like, I can't, this is the worst movie that's ever been made. <laughs> this, I can't believe that you took a premise that was starting off pretty good, and then this thing just completely went off the rails. This movie sucks. Wow. This movie is awful. The la- this is the perfect this is the this is like that discussion of like would you rather have a meal where the first half of it is good but then the second mm-hmm. half is just absolutely awful or would you have it the other way around right where the beginning of a meal is awful and you're just like Ugh, okay but then by the time you get to the end you're like oh man that dessert was excellent like what which would you rather have mm-hmm. I'm starting to think I'd rather have the beginning of the movie sucks and the ending is awesome because this way yeah. sucks it was awful it was terrible where you're in it and you're like I'm in this movie and I'm enjoying it and then it just completely goes off the rails where you want to go, okay, you're, you made it campy and it wasn't good campy. And there's all these things you go, well, that would never happen. And like to a point where it's so absurd that it actually ruins you enjoying the movie. Like I'm all for absurdity, but when you do it to a point where it ruins the movie, then I'm out. And so, yeah, this movie sucks. I'm mad I watched it. I feel like I wasted an hour and a half of my life. And I recommend nobody watches this movie. It's terrible. And Steven Soderbergh, for being such a great director and being such, and his ability to move through genre, should be ashamed of this. Wow. That bad, huh? But critics seem to like it. Audience is like it. less than 50% happy with it. Or like 50% yeah, happy. Yeah, because they feel the same way I do. It's awful. Yeah. What was so bad about it? <sighs> that just like they started. So, like, the premise is basically Kimmy is a woman. Or, sorry, no, Kimmy is a device. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah, it's, it's like, like their uh, Alexa. It's like their Alexa. Are, are their Siri right? And so this woman, I don't remember her name. I don't care to. Zoe Kravitz character. She basically works as a like a fixer of the of like the audio responses, right? So basically, the whole premise of this of why this is better than Alexa or better than Siri is that you know humans go through the responses when you don't get the answer that you want, and they correct the software to say the right thing. Right. So, for example, mm-hmm. if you say, Siri, give me the recipe for pulled pork. And Siri goes, here's the recipe for pork loin. And you're like, that's not what I asked for. Yeah, right. right. It would mm-hmm. show up. And, and this person, this character, Angela, would go through and correct that and go, nope, it's supposed to be pulled pork. Right. And so she basically at some point heard some very strange audio that ends up being what sounds like a murder. Mm hmm. And so it's the whole premise of how this woman and the interesting thing about this woman is that she's got psychological issues. She can't leave the house. So she's kind of doing this remote work from home job because she doesn't have to leave. But she's got this awesome looking apartment. Um, and basically, it's like kind of like a kind of like a call screener, kind of like mm-hmm. someone who like edits calls and fixes things. And she hears this call that sounds like a woman being killed. And so all the things that happen after this are just dumb. Um, so yeah, if you ever if someone goes, hey, let's watch Kimmy, tell them no, okay, and suggest <laughs> something else. 
That's right. That just simple. say just say no. Just say no. Okay. Cool. I won't. I've I got won't the Paul, I've got the Paul Giamatti as a break before I get into the last movie that I watched. All right, hit me. All right, Celine Dion. Oh, is that's Celine a great Dion one. younger or older than Paul Giamatti? It's a good uh, one. Celine Dion. Yes. I'm gonna say older. By, by, by how? Like, by how long? By how long? Uh, why do I think Celine Dion's like sixty? Is that rude? <laughs> no, I mean this is part of the game, right? Yeah. All right. Fine. Screw it. I'm already. I'm in too deep. Let's say sixty. Let's say she's so I like don't, I six don't years know, older. Yeah, I don't know how old Paul Giamatti is because I'm always on the other end of this game. But Celine yeah. Dion was born March 30th, 1968. So okay. she's 53. So oh, I don't know so how she old is Paul one, Giamatti so is. So she's younger. She's one year yes. younger. She's one year huh. younger than Paul Damn. Giamatti. Oh, but it's an interesting oh, it's one, right? I, I, don't, I, I believe I said Celine Dion was older as well. Uh, now I got to Google Celine Dion. Oh my God, that's not a real picture of her. Yeah, she's very skinny. That's the problem. Which I she think kinda... doesn't help, right? And I think before she was ripped. Like looking at some of these pictures from Celine Dion in her 40s and 30s, Celine Dion was cut. Yeah, but obviously wrong she's with gotten Celine, a little older. Something's wrong with Celine Dion. Like she's I'm gotten very twenty nineteen oh, pictures. And, oh Reddit, Celine Dion is an android lizard. Just look at her. And something's Reddit. something's going Shame. on with her. Something's got to be wrong. Like if you look at these pictures, she does not look like she's very skinny. So I don't know if there's like, a health no, crisis some, or something. There's, some of these, but, yeah. there's definitely some health stuff going on. There's got to be. You don't look like that. Yes, when you're that famous. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. she has severe and persistent muscle fat. Yeah, she's got she's got some sort of health issues. So, wow! And, Dr- still, and Drake wanted to Drake wanted to Drake wanted to tattoo her face on his body. Okay. Oh, interesting. Because I guess she's Canadian, right? It's a Canadian thing. And her response to Drake was, "Don't do that." <laughs> it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> she um, said, "You can write me love letters. You can send me autographs from my kids. You can come and visit." I can have you home for lunch or dinner. We can go for a drink. We can sing together. Whatever you want to do. I can talk to your mother. Whatever you want. Please. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is not money make over, over here. First of all, this is not a money maker over here, first of all. So she's saying, please do not tattoo my face on your body. Yeah, this Same. is like some of these pictures. It's actually this is actually a worse one, but let's see here. Because um, I, I was looking at those pictures and I was like, man, I, Celine Dion looks like Ann Coulter. And wow. that's also another good one for the Paul Giamatti game. <laughs> Ann Coulter or Paul Giamatti. I think Ann Coulter's younger. I think. Ann Coulter is 60. So she is Oh like... wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there huh. you go. But Ann Coulter and uh when I when I looked at the picture of Celine Dion, I was like, oh, you know, I expect her to look more like Ann Coulter. And then yeah, anyway, they look very similar. All right. Well, yeah, that was a good one. So thanks to Alice. That was a great one. That was a great one. Thanks, Alice. All right. All right what's last next? movie. What have you done? The Lost yeah. Daughter. What? Olivia Coleman. It's got, oh. it's got Ed Harris in it. Interesting. Um, the premise of this is I'm going to read this from Wikipedia. A college professor confronts her unsettling past after meeting a woman and her young daughter while on vacation in Italy. Her obsession with the woman and her daughter prompts memories of early motherhood. Another... This is a movie that Alice started to watch. This is directed by Maggie Gyllenhaal. This is another one of the uh, critics love it, audience hate it. <laughs> yes, I would say um, the ending was just kind of dumb. And this is a movie mm-hmm. that I normally wouldn't watch. 
Um, a lot of creepiness in this movie. Um, but yeah, I would say I don't necessarily know if I'd recommend this, but I didn't really start watching it in the first place. I kind of walked in on it and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down to watch. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think from a directorial standpoint, it was fine. From a movie standpoint, it left a lot to be desired. I'm looking at a, like this. This is a perfect example of a movie I will never watch. And I, I know exactly what's going to happen in it just by looking at the poster and one frame from the trailer. Like it's yeah. a lot of crying. It's going to be a lot mm-hmm. of discomfort and mm-hmm. I'm not going to be happy at the end of it. So I'm good. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. You Can you think now? Look, you've given some. You've given two movies that basically seem to start all right and then just end pretty with a, with a bad taste in your mouth. Can you give an example of a movie that's the opposite? Any movie, not oh. recent. It doesn't have to be recent. Just in general, any movie that's kind of like it was okay, okay, okay. But the ending, you're like, oh, you know what? That was a good way to end this movie. And I'm not so bad mad about it because I have one example. The only movie I can think of where, and I don't necessarily know if I liked it, but it just was so different, was Drive. Right? Drive started off really slow. I don't know if you remember Drive. I saw that movie in theaters, which is crazy. That's a, that is yeah, that's exactly a Ryan, that's a Ryan Gosling joint. That's yeah. exactly is that the, the movie, movie you're thinking. I don't want to see. No. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's so it was violent. Awful. It's so, so, violent. so bad. I but hate, it I hate so, that movie. The beginning was so slow. It was so like, it was just a, it was an art school film in the beginning. And then it turns into like this, you know, murder massacre, hyper violent oh thing in the end. So that's the only thing I can think of where the ending was like really, really slow, but then it picked up and like it picked up suddenly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any. I, I'd have to you have to get back to me on that one because I'm sure there's there's some that exist, but that's one that I just I just don't remember. Yeah, the one that sticks out to me, it's a really obscure example, but the movie Push with uh, Chris Evans. It's like a. Uh, a bunch of people with like superpowers and stuff like that it takes mm-hmm. place in Hong Kong or allegedly. Um, and yeah, that that's a movie that I was like, this kind of drags, kind of drags, kind of drags. But man, the end was like pretty dope. And I did actually enjoy the final twist, which is kind of hacky, but it's still like, OK. I, I'm cool with this. And uh, yeah, push that. That's like the one movie that that I think of when I think of a movie that was like, OK, the ending button on this kind of made it hmm. not too bad. I think uh, Digimon Hansu's in it, right? Now, Push. if you want an example of the ones of, of a one where the movie starts great and it ends horrifically, Hancock is a great one. Oh yeah, that is a great the beginning <laughs> of Hancock is like this is a new superhero movie. This <laughs> yeah, is amazing. It's awesome. It's awesome. And then it just goes it just goes falls apart. It just completely goes terrible. That movie ending like it's just really really bad. Um, so yeah, that would be, that would be mine, um, of the opposite, the opposite. Way as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I can't think of one the other way though. I'm trying to think. Yeah. It's tough. Hmm. It I don't really say ending, ending stories, a lot, a diff- lot more difficult than starting them. Absolutely. You can start a good story, but wrapping it up is hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's Dark- lots of examples of bad. Dark Knight Rises. Of of great bad. example of a movie that starts off great. And yep. just goes off the fucking rails by the end of it. I mean, yeah. that plane scene still amazing. Like it's great. Like what a way to start a movie. Yeah, I'm looking at a list of movies with great endings. Man on Fire is a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that, that, I mean, that, that, that movie is just great. I think it's good throughout. But I can see how you can say that that starts a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's that's kind of it. Yeah, I have to think. 
Yeah, you know we're talking about Marvel movies. Ant Man's one of those movies. I think the first half of Ant Man's kind of boring, and then the second half's great, amazing. It gets, just yeah. gets increasingly I better. I mean, and Black Panther for me was sort of the beginning was so great, and then the end is just like bleh. again we're getting to the here's opposite a, here's, here. Here's trying, a rhinoceros. Some positivity here. <laughs> here's a rhinoceros yeah. running through the crowd. That's it. That's how it ends. But in the C- beginning, CGI. It was like, oh man. Yeah, we're, we're talking Rhino. about uh, you know, the racial difference between Africans and African Americans. This is interesting. Wow. And then rhinoceros. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got uh as far as games go, I finished Grapple Dog. And that game's wonderful. It's delightful. I talked about it last week. It's I finished it, and I can tell you it's really good. Did I finish it? Not really. I rolled the credits, but there's still so much content in that game. And I do recommend there's so many more dogs to grapple. There's only, yeah, there's only one grappling dog. Um, but I really enjoyed it. Really fun. And, uh, it gets kind of a little tough at the end, but nothing, nothing I couldn't handle. Um, I went back to Shin Megami Tensei five. So I'm like, okay, let's see if I could make a good run at this thing and see if I could beat it. And so far TBD, I got, I got triangle strategy on deck just in case that falls through. I got a, I'm going to be flying out to San Francisco um, for the game developer conference. So that'll be cool. But so on the plane, I'm going to probably uh, I might I might jump into some triangle strategy. If you're looking for a tactics turn based game, triangle strategy might be a good one. Looks cool. Mm. Might scratch that fire emblem itch. But I haven't played it yet, so I couldn't tell you one way or the other. But the reviews are great. Selling well. People like it. So we'll see. And still playing more Horizon. My plan is to finish that tomorrow. And and other than whatever I'll have, my, I'll have my Switch, I won't be playing anything else between then and the next time we record. So that's all I got. Look at that. Basically a, a clean two hours. I will say that there's not... So while these are, this is a game also I have, I've already played, if you have Game Pass on Xbox and maybe PC, I don't know if it's on PC, it's definitely on Xbox though, Good news. Paradise Killer. Amazing game. Now on Game Pass. It's phenomenal. Everybody should play it. Best soundtrack of any game in the last decade. Then they also released a new album of uh, what they called the B-sides. And oh my God, I'm just listening to that shit on loop. It's wonderful. More importantly, the Nonary Games. Or Zero Escape, the Nonary Games. I don't know exactly what the title is, but that's on Game Pass as well. And what does that mean? That means if you got Game Pass, you could play 999, the official game of Herman Cain, on your Xbox (laughs) right now. Included with your Game Pass subscription. That's wonderful. Granted, it's not as much of a game as it is an interactive, as it is a visual novel. Emphasis on novel, because it was a DS game where you read a shit ton. But I assure you, it is a dope ass fucked up game with a lot of violence a lot of intrigue and a lot of heady theory and that deal with things like you know just to tell you any of those things would spoil it so check it out it's good stuff anyway thanks for listening episode 100 100 episodes in the books we did it came this far 100 episodes on top of the other 500 episodes we've done we've been doing this podcast a long time that's true yep that's right but hey thanks for listening you know and uh, if you like listening, you should also review us. Do it on I do it on uh, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you want. Just say nice things about us. It would be much appreciated. I won't go off the rails like I did last week. I don't apologize for what I said. It's John's reason, John's fault that I censored that. 
I wanted it to be there in its full glory. But you know what? This is a good one. You're welcome. You're welcome, people. You're welcome. And until next time. Oh, shuck it, duck it now.